Howdy ho, everyone, and welcome to the other side, and my god, do we have a doozy for you. So first, our regular hosts, introduce yourselves. I'm Cody Byer. I'm Max Veda. I'm still Andrew Erickson. And we have two guests. It's going to be crazy, because you guys have no fucking idea what you're in for. So guests, starting with the penis, introduce yourself. Hey, everybody. It's me, Chris. I'm the guy who runs Twitter and uh, Gator. And now Vagina. And I'm... <laughs> Thank you. And I'm Leanne. I edit sometimes, maybe, and also watch really cute animes. Yes. Uh, Leanne Williams is here, yes. Um, people... We found some shit. Okay. Okay, let's just do some little introductions here. So, we here at the other side are pretty big fans of Opie and Anthony. And oh, and good old Owen. It's in fact, Opie and Anthony. I would say is a it's a big influence on this podcast. And one of the regular features Owen A had back in the day was a little thing called Jocktober, or like I think like every day in October, or like for a week, or like each week. I don't remember exactly how they did. It's been a while. They would feature a really shitty radio show as a way to sort of call out the poor standard of radio shows. It is, we have decided we are going to start doing our own Jocktober year-round. Because part of the reason we started The Other Side is that other anime podcasts are hot garbage. But we're not just going to go pick them indiscriminately. In this area, we're actually nicer than ONA. We're starting a bit of a policy, you see. A little don't-start-none-won't-be-none policy. Basically, if your podcast talks shit about the other side, congratulations, you're the next podcast to be featured on our new Jocktober. Let's call it Dorktober. Max came up with that name, and it's a little way it it fits. I mean, it's still year-round. Every month is Dorktober here at the other side. And it's not just on your podcast. If you're any member of your podcast, any regular hosts, talk shit on social media. And we will actually come to your home. (laughs) And beat you up. And speak uh, these things be... to wait. <laughs> <laughs> and then we will take your lunch money. <laughs> um, you will be featured on Dorktober. Uh, and that means even if you subtweet us on Twitter, we'll find you. Because here's the thing. We mentioned this before. We have a research team now. And they're really good. I mean, they got us people on the inside in the anime industry. Like, we have moles in these companies. The outsiders insiders. Yeah. Um, (laughs) These people are good as shit. Like, just, I'll check our Discord, and we've got information. Hey, so-and-so's doing some shit. So-and-so, this is happening. I don't even fucking know. It's like they got powers. It's like like the people we've hired have an all-seeing eye. Just like Paul, Uh, we have weaponized autism. Exactly. And all-seeing eye. Oh, so, God, I'm so sorry. So if you try to talk your shit, we will find out. Subtweeting won't hide you. Being coy won't hide you. We're going to find out. So with that in mind, there's a reason we felt we had to start doing this. Because we'd always sort of been... Uh, we've addressed criticism. We've addressed little bitch boys before. But we never really gave them a full episode. Because they generally weren't worth it. It's like, hey, you know, update folks. Look at this crazy fuck. Let's have some laughs. Okay, now on with the show. This, however, is so egregious. What we're going to talk about is so 
awful in every way, shape, or form. Not just in a quality sense, no, in a, in a sense of the quality of human being involved is so awful we had to do a full episode on these people. A full Dorktober episode. So Spoiler, half an hour in, we're gonna jump to a different tangent of, and just never come back. Oh, no we won't. <laughs> uh, okay, where do we... Okay. Some time back, I think like a couple years even. No, few years. 2013. Um, on an episode... I believe. Thank you, darling. Well, I was gonna um, say 14. It's been longer than I thought. On oh, no. an episode we titled Feel the Love, we talked about a site called She's Lost Control.net, run by a guy who goes by the name, and I'm not making this up, he, keep in mind when I say his internet handle, he is older than 14, Time Enforcer Anubis. <laughs> Which just sounds like you're going to go on his DeviantArt and see a drawing of that character, and they're going to be like black and red and holding a scythe, and like look like a fucking... F- Flat Stanley, like Time an Enforcer Anubis was born with a special power. He was the <laughs> strongest fighter in the Sonic military. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this guy is sort of a recap for anyone who hasn't seen the episode. He did a podcast calling me out, and I'd never heard him before, and he thought he uh, was entitled to have me on his podcast to yell at me. And I said, no. Uh, well, I said, LOL, no. Um, who are you? <laughs> At what point did you get the idea you're important? And of course, he thought his victory, whatever. I didn't give yeah. a shit. Little did you did know s- what tier he is. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting ahead of us. Um, I decided to check out his site and found that it was a smorgasbord of cringe. Um, he was writing uh, articles like they were fucking college essays on anime fetishes and moe and why. And he would even like end them with like a little homework assignment. Um, about Moe and shit. He had a Moe militarism thing going on. He called for anime, for Moe fans and Loli fans to, quote, get pissed and rise up and tell me how they feel and tell me off. And no one did. Yes, they will the rise next... up and then they will sit down again because physical activity is tiring. <laughs> well, to be fair, like they, on the. They probably the, did the com- kind of block bot. <laughs> well, the, uh,. The comments for not only that episode that pissed him off, but the next one we did, nobody showed up except for him, all by his lonesome, and he quickly realized no one else was showing up, and so he fucked off. He's been butt mad at us for uh, four years, but that's not all. He took great issue with the fact, see, the, the episode that made him mad was the episode where we talked about um, Astaroth's toy and how it's despicable. A.K.A. toy. That yeah. That is his hill to die on. Yeah. And I mentioned, and at the time, Leanne had not been on the show. So, and she, I didn't really plan for her to be part of the show in any extended capacity, so I didn't mention her by name. I mentioned a couple times, because I watched it with her, and she had made some observations that I relayed. So I said, like, my girlfriend watched it with me. She said this, this. And I really only referred to her as my girlfriend. I brought her up, and in like a two-hour podcast, I say I mentioned her four times. Just to bring up, like, shit she, observations she had about the show and shit she said. Well, this got into his brain, because the idea, because as you will see, he is a very lonely man. Well, whatever passes for a brain, anyway. Pissed the, the fact that I have a girlfriend brought her up. 
um, this was like the big one of the biggest contentions. He thought that I was bragging and that I was constantly mentioning her, like we like stopping the conversation. Hey, look, guys, this is uh, this is all well and good, but uh, I have a girlfriend. Just want you to know that. Okay, carry on with the conversation. Like that's how he was painting it. Well, let's well, give credit doing. where credit is due. <laughs> one of his co-hosts was also kind of mad and also made the comments. I think what the co-host was the one who said, like, why would you watch Astaroth's toy with your girlfriend? And and I'm just like, dude. Be- you're the one who likes because this show. <laughs> Better question: Why it? would you? Why would you watch Astaroth's toy? <laughs> Are you implying to. it isn't fun for the whole family? <laughs> <laughs> no, I know we had to. I'm just saying, like in general. Well, yeah, but you know, they, they even tried to like they were even trying to convince themselves that she didn't exist and all that stuff. So seeing Fake how news. Uh, tri- oh shit, seeing how pissed off. <laughs> Seeing how pissed off they were at the mention of Leanne, when we did diss them, I invited her on the show to further make it hurt, essentially. Because, um, like, oh, well, I see how much it hurts you that I brought her up, so let me hurt you more and actually bring her on. Um, and that sort of started because after she was on, our listeners really liked her, and so, you know, excuses to bring her on more often. People like having her but on. But not like, super often, because I have a shitty mic. <laughs> so... That was the that's the abbreviated version. If you want the full version? Go check out the episode "Feel the Love." Fast forward to today. Um, I don't even remember what started it, but our research staff decided to listen to NTR Radio, his podcast. Yes, he calls it NTR Radio, which I got to try to say this without laughing. I take breaths. It's a, it's an abbreviation for Japanese the Japanese word for the fetish "neto rare." Of course, you might know it by a different name, cuckolding. And he came up with the name before Cuck became a prominent pejorative, so he preemptively named his show the Cuck Cast. Cocktails. He's Cuck Radio. <laughs> See, the thing that pisses me off is I couldn't find what the name is actually supposed to be anywhere. I'm sure they mention it, but I was just looking. No, and it's just waiting. NTR because they they're obsessed with fetishes. So, like. The thing so, is, no, see, I was thinking, I was thinking it was just like an ironic thing or like almost a cutesy thing, but he no. goes through and he says, um, he was going through like Faku looking for a good and NTR cuckolding, uh, Dojin to sample from for like the Twitter background or Twitter header or something. Oh my god. And he insults the fetish and is like, so I'm just going through all these just Sad dojins. So I'm like, if you're not into the fetish... No, it doesn't mean he's not into it, he just couldn't find a good dojin. No, no, it was... It. I swear to God, Cody. Well, is it weird? Honey, honey, darling child, we are. We got too much to talk about to get sidetracked with this. Actually, <laughs> actually, its name stands for No Tier Zeros, but he's just atrocious at spelling. <laughs> <laughs> also, who the you fuck see- is he to talk about something being sad? Besides, <laughs> isn't that exclusionary? You're getting ahead of me. I'll get as far ahead of you as I want. I gotta get. I gotta. I gotta segue the folks into this. I gotta Fuck help the, the audience. You all read this shit. They haven't seen what we're about to say. The reason that we are talking about them today, ladies and gentlemen, is because our our research staff decided to listen to their show several episodes. So it's not just like one, and like oh, like skimmed it and then got back. No, God love. We hire these folks for a reason. They suffered so that we would know. What we are about to describe to you may be the most 
simultaneously pathetic and despicable anime podcasters on the internet. Uh, Time Enforcer Anubis and his pathetic friends. When What we are about to tell you in this podcast, all of it is true. We are not exaggerating anything. We are not using hyperbole. Because to do so would diminish how fucked these people are. So to begin... And in fact, Leon toned some stuff down on the notes. <laughs> um, we have so many notes. So many notes on these people. It's not just like, oh, this guy does it, like, with the fight bait thing. We pretty much gave you everything you need to know about that. There is miles of notes on these people. Of every crazy Did fucking thing miles? they've said and done. Did you say Miles? Why are you bringing him into this? Well, he, he, well, because he's been on their podcast. Because this is a rat king, people. Um, the people that we've jokingly called the support group is all—they're all one group of people. And this is like, this podcast is like their fucking hive mind almost. They all or listen safe to this space. Show. Yeah, really. Okay, so who, should we just start with Time Enforcer Anubis, even though he's kind of the worst one? Yeah. Cody or do we save him for last? Windows. I say do him first because I, I want to get into DC later. Yeah, um, so we got the host, Time Enforcer Anubis, um, who is the one, our research, our head research guy described him as like, he's not the most pathetic, although he is close, but he is the one that's, the, he's the menace, and we'll get into why, but this guy is an actual menace. Time Enforcer Anubis, um, and we're using his name and not the nickname we came up for him, Time Enforcer Faku. Or the nickname that the, our Discord came out for him, Time Force or Fogel. Are you telling me what <laughs> his nickname's on for nothing? We want, we, I'm using their real name because I want the people to know who he is. Because people need to know who he is. People need to hold him to account. Now, I'm not the type to send a brigade. I'm not the type to say, everybody rise up and get pissed. But this guy is a problem. Do, I don't care what you do. Normally, I would say, don't do this. Don't do that. You know what? Fuck it with this guy. Fuck it. Fuck it. You want to tweet him? I don't give a fuck. As you will see as we go, you will see why. You want to tweet him? I don't give a fuck. But keep a, an eye out for this fucker at conventions. Time Force Anubis is the host. He is a contributor and a big shot over at Faku.com. Uh, he is obsessed with fetishes. He is um, the Ur loser. No, he's not. He's the second in com- the second rank because the, one of their hosts is the Ur loser. I don't know where to start with this guy. I truly don't. There's so much. People on the podcast with me, where do we fucking start? Please help me here. It's not of sad. It really is. I just don't know where. It's what, just such a big list ranks? of shit. Yeah, okay. Tears. So this guy is obsessed with... He wants to control the anime fandom, and I'm not saying that is like a judgment call. That's literally what he wants to do. He said as much. So he has he has tears. Which are for let queers. Me <laughs> let me see if I can if it's on if our research staff wrote on the list. It is. Uh, he, uh, here we go, the tears. Uh, now I'm gonna, I'm gonna quote um, our research folks. Time Enforcer Anubis created this classification system for categorizing different types of fans. Tier 0 through 3. 0 is the lowest and 3 is the highest. A tier 0 is someone who does not know anything about anime, who doesn't like anime, and is therefore automatically invalidated on any opinion. Again, this is not his judgment call. He is compiling. All of this, the, the notes that he's giving are compilations of things that Time Force Anubis has said, not interpretations. 
Tier 1 is a newbie to the fandom. Tier 1s don't know anything but still like anime, therefore they should not be listened to. Tier 2s are veteran anime fans. They know some stuff, but shouldn't be... Shouldn't shouldn't be gone too far. I think he too far. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I misread it. He shouldn't be gone too for any opinions on anime. Tier three is reserved for the best of the best, the people who know everything there is about anime and who truly love anime. Tier three should always be listened to for their opinions and recommendations on anime, and are to serve as the gatekeepers to the anime fandom. Tier twos and threes get their own designation. Tier twos get to have catchy nicknames that show their worth to the community. Tier threes, however, given official titles that are reserved only for them. These titles are used to explain their role in the anime fandom as well as to serve as a mark of supreme authority for all. Time Enforcer Anubis is a reference to this caste system. He gave himself the title of Time Enforcer because the full version of the title is The Enforcer of Time. The Chronicler... This is fucking real, people. These are things he said. The Enforcer of Time. The Chronicler of Anime's Mark on the World. The Man Who witnesses the existence of all. Holy <laughs> shit! It's just cartoons. Tears Nick, and titles. I am Tears... the bone of my sword. <laughs> Tears and titles are not static and are subject to Anubis's whim. Many things can get you demoted a tear. These consist of disagreeing with Anubis, criticizing or making fun of something he likes, or criticizing or making fun of him or other otaku. I know that he has given, given Daryl Surratt from Anime World Order Podcast and ANN's Answer Man Tier 3 titles. He probably has more people that are Tier 3, but hasn't mentioned them in any episode I've listened to so far. Or maybe he doesn't. He revoked Answer Man's Tier 3 for getting a question wrong and then correcting himself, so that could also be possible. Anyway, if Anubis demotes you to Tier 0, you're not an anime fan. You're to be kicked out of the anime fandom, and no one is to ever listen to what you have to say on anything ever. He referenced wanting this massive Tier 0 purge during the manime segment of their latest episode, because he doesn't consider the manime crowd to be real anime fans, and he believes that their existence is poisoning the fandom. This is a guy that wants to essentially rule the anime fandom, designate who is a fan, who isn't, who gets to be listened to? Who isn't? Who's in charge? Who isn't? This is the saddest fuck. This is basically a guy who's never had control a day in his life. She's lost and control. And we're going to get into his life. <laughs> we're going to get into his life. This is guy, I mean, he's obviously never been popular, never had real friends, never kissed a girl. Uh, and we're going to get into his love life because holy shit. Oh, so like um, Goku. <laughs> Goku at least fucked a, gir a girl that was in love with him. Goku has known love. This guy literally has never lo known love. But he's um, known con orgies, apparently. Don't get... <laughs> you're going to oh, ruin gosh. the... You're going to ruin all the reveals if you start doing that shit. So... See, now you got me off... off so yeah, this guy has never had a control a day in his life. His fucking parents kicked him out of their house when they found out what he was doing, <laughs> that he was running sites about fucking anime porn, um, having sex toys delivered to their house, and selling... Like, he was, like, reselling sort of a gray market thing, anime sex figures. So when his parents found out what he was doing, they kicked him the fuck out. This is like a joke we would make up. Yeah, but no, no, he's real. He has, admittedly, he admits to this proudly because he thinks it's a thing to remember. Remember the podcast we did about anime fans being the new furries? This is, this is totally the, my fucking thesis here. He has a rack on the wall, I think, of his room where he just hangs all his sex toys for full display so he could just walk up proudly and grab himself a sex toy and go to town. Oh, boy. Th this guy is just an absolute wreck. So he's essentially trying to take control 
of his safe space. And that's, as you'll see, and we'll get into more detail as we go to these other hosts, that's what the, an- that's what anime itself, this medium is to these people. This is their safe place to run to, to, to escape the world from. Uh, Shall we briefly explain what manime is? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, uh, anim- manly anime like Dragon Ball, JoJo, fighting muscles and shit. Or like, Cyber City Ueda or Mabel 34, like, yeah, cool, Their argument as to why this bad is kind of shifting back and forth. At one point they said it's because, oh, like, stuff like JoJo is actually made for yaoi fangirls. (laughs) And and then later they say it's toxic masculinity, which is, of course, an interesting way of reasoning for people who complain about SJWs all the time. Yeah, we're going to get into their politics because it's a delight. What's politics? You see, you're not allowed to like JoJo. You need to only appreciate true art, like Kaon. Also, can I just point out the supreme irony of this whole tier and case system, when at the same time he's claiming that we are the ones that are horribly trying to take over the anime fandom and forbid people what they can like or not like or listen to or whatever, even though we never did that? Yeah, the motherfucker likes to project, but but he's doing a lot of his doing it because he sees it as a threat to his impotent little C's for control. Yeah. Here's my thing. Who the fuck is he? Why exactly. Um, I mean, the motherfucker's question. been doing this for doing this for the better part of like a uh, a decade, and he still hasn't even cracked a thousand followers. And I'm not the type to use you know followers as a power level, but you're you're going around at anime conventions giving out your fucking business card. Telling people to go listen to your podcast. You've got fucking Miles from Crunchyroll whoring for you on his Twitter. You still can't get anybody to listen to you. How many years later? Meanwhile, we're just about to eclipse this motherfucker and followers on the AO Twitter, and we're just over a year old. I should give you... This is the most shockingly pathetic, little impotent little attempt at a power play I've ever seen in my life. This is the worst cult leader I've ever seen. Yeah. It's like a motherfucker thinks he's a cult leader. He's got one henchman. Not to mention all of all the things that you'd want to take over and form a cult of personality around liking anime. This motherfucker is basically the weeaboo version of Butters playing Professor Chaos. (laughs) Hilariously enough, like, they claim that they have other intellectual pursuits beyond anime, as opposed to us who apparently only like anime... Or something. Of, of course, you never see any evidence of this. Yeah. I should point out. But they got a He's library like, card I have three. <laughs> to go get manga from the library. <laughs> um, I'm pretty okay. sure I read more books in a year than they do in their entire life. I'm actually read more books in a year than all of us do in our entire lives. <laughs> uh, let's see. What do we do? Well, next maybe with this guy? maybe not like Andrew. He also reads yeah. a lot. Okay, that's true. Okay, Ahem. let's do Anubis is always right. Oh, you have something? I read Darling? two, you bastards. Oh, Women yeah. aren't allowed to read. read. I forgot. I'm sorry, babe. I forgot you're a fucking book. Fuck so basically, it's just me and Jackson that are the fucking plebs. No, I, I read every now and again. <laughs> okay, so it's just me! Yeah, because, you know, my boyfriend gave me a copy of American Gods, God Bless His Soul. No. Yeah, that's a good book. He's too good to but, you. <laughs> He really is. <laughs> I I don't I don't read jack shit, okay? I am a visual person. That's why I got into comics and art and drawing. I like visuals. It's just how I am. Don't judge me. Okay, Eminem. I'll judge you all I want, <laughs> mister. Wait, hang on, hang on, wait, Cody. If I read your book, that's kind of Well, my book is fantastic. I mean, it's a comic book, and that's kind of what I'm saying. It's not like a book book. But, uh... 
It's a book-like okay. object. <laughs> and, and speaking of reading, well, um, let me get. Well, let me go into can... uh, let me go into this next one because I think it's I think it segues well. Uh, Anubis is always right. What I'm about to read you is not a paraphrasing from our research guide. This is something he said. This was a transcription of Time Enforcer Anubis. I have to I have to emphasize he's not joking with this. There might be a little bit of hyperbole, but the sentiment here is sincere. With that, let me quote you, Time Enforcer Anubis. And as always, I'm always right. It's a proven fact, again and again. I'm always right. I'm always right. Except in those rare situations where things turn out worse than I predicted. Just look at Gamergate. I predicted that a full five years before it happened. I was talking about the sexism in anime and video games way back in April of 2010. The only reason everyone was blindsided by it when Gamergate happened is because they simply chose not to listen to what I, someone, or someone like me, or when, had to say. I think my, our guy fucked up here. Now look where that's gotten them. You should have listened. See, I've realized he's the anti-Cody. Um, like, he, he thinks he's always right, and that people should follow his views on anime. But... Yeah, but, like, like I, I said, that's a gag on this show. <laughs> but, like, like I've done the I'm always right thing as a gag, because I keep making predictions that later happen. So it's sort of a running joke that I'm psychic. This guy is getting up and, and, and proudly stating that his opinions, thoughts, and, and, and conclusions are infallible. But wait, there's oh, more. Well, you know, we, we were time enforcers. <laughs> I've never Des been wrong right. about any... <laughs> That's right! I've never, I've never been, quote, I've never been wrong about anything on the show. In a later episode, he drops the show part. Back to the quote. And no one is standing up to them, them being us, by the way, anime outsiders, the other side, because the anime fandom is spineless. At best, they're spineless. At worst, they support and even agree with this. See, they're all spineless cow. Now, now they're they're talking about us being the spineless cowards. See, they're all spineless cowards. Just like I said, just more proof that I'm always right. That's why I am tier three. That's why I forever <clears throat> earn the title of Time Enforcer. And uh, just a little bit here, uh, he adds. <laughs> Funny you mentioned Cowboy Bebop because he doesn't think it lives up to the hype. Anubis thinks that it's a, quote, relatively decent show that way too many people praise and recommend simply because it appeals to a Western audience. Yeah, Which he's doing is that. Bullshit, by the way. Not not his opinion is bullshit. That is. But saying that it's a, like, decent quality show, blah, 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 because in one of the articles he wrote, he says, and I quote here, Now don't get me wrong, I do think Cowboy Bebop is a very good anime series, and certainly deserving of its place in the Hall of Great Anime. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't cool to, to, to hate on it at the time he wrote that. In the same vein, also, he also has this very interesting opinion where he effectively claims that people into anime should be grateful for all the moe shit. Because according to him, like, that's pretty much the only thing that sells. And anything that the more quote-unquote sophisticated fans like is actually shitty with its sales. So because of that, without Moe, we wouldn't have any of the other shows. Like, if nobody bought the Moe shows, because everyone's buying those, so that's keeping the anime industry alive. And he specifically calls out the quote-unquote anti-Moe brigade. 
and says... Which is us. It, it's it, Yeah, it's awful. Um, he specifically says that it's their own fault more non-Moe stuff doesn't come out because they don't constantly talk about it and they don't buy all of the merchandise. So he's basically saying because of capitalism, more Moe stuff is going to come out. But he's like, if you, I'm paraphrasing here, I can't get the exact quote, but the gist of what he says is, if you obsessed and talked about it for years, the way that Moe fans do, there would be more non-Moe stuff. And what got to me was like, he's acting like no non-Moe show gets obsessed over. Has he seen Attack on Titan? Jojo! The thing is, even if he was right, it's still completely, completely another bullshit. For one obvious reason, like, let's assume this for a second. Like, let's say only Moe sells and all these other shows don't really sell. That doesn't mean if people then buy a shit ton of Moe, the anime producing companies are going to be motivated to experiment and do something like, let's say, Ghost in the Shell. Like, if they see, oh, only Moe shit is selling, then they're then they're going to be like, well, we're going to make more Moe shit. Why would they make something that's not Moe if Moe is the only thing that sells? If this is capitalism's fault, I'm switching to communism. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I'm going to read this next part, and I want you all to remember this. Now, we haven't even gotten into why he's a menace. I know there's people listening like, when are they going to get to that? We're saving that for the end of this guy, because that's a kicker. Um, But keep this part in mind. He says, and this is talking about me. I like how a white guy is dictating what is racist. Keep my Time Force Anubis is black. Somehow. (laughs) Very anti-SJW. Good job. Yeah, keep my... This guy claims to be very anti-SJW. He likes to claim he's a right-winger. He's a... uh, But only sometimes. He moonlights as a right... You'll see. You'll see what we're going to do. He says, I like how a white guy is dictating what is racist. It's just like a male dictating what is sexist. Yeah, this, 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 he's stuttering. This disgusting shit needs to stop because they have an audience, so people listen to their show, listen to them. And I'll say it right now, the stupidity within the fan needs to be put to a stop right here and now. This is also a guy that has claimed that we're SJWs, that he hates SJWs, um, that he hates feminists, but then he's, he does the identity politics shit when he's facing someone like us who's obviously not left-wing. Also, and apparently, the is, like, the word autistic that we're using is just us using a PC substitute for retarded. Which is the most retarded thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Um, first of all, more people tend to get upset when you use autism as a pejorative than retarded, you fucking autistic retard. Um, I, I don't know where he's getting half the shit, especially considering how many times we use fucking racial slurs on this show. What a retarded nigger. <laughs> Pardon me, that's redundant. Sorry. <laughs> um, he he also has a problem with the fact, of course, we have an audience because he needs control. Because he basically sees us as a threat to his little campaign, like, like I said before. Uh, he'll, he'll basically um, adopt the talking points of the opposite end of whoever he's arguing because he doesn't really have any principles. He doesn't have any real politics. He doesn't have any real beliefs. The only principles he has is that anime is everything. He needs to be the best at anime. Anime needs to be elevated. And he will defend anime. Yeah. And anime must be defended. And 
if anime or especially the ones he likes are under attack, he will ad- adopt the positions necessary to win because it's not a matter of defending any kind of principles or making a point. It's simply defending your sacred cows and using the weapons he feels is necessary to do so. So if a right winger attacks his sacred cows, he will use left wing identitarian talking points. If a left winger attacks his sacred cows, he will adopt the positions of the right wing because he doesn't really have any beliefs. It's just all about the anime. It's all about the fucking Japanese cartoons. They are all the end all be all for this fucking loser. Um, also he, he's fucking afraid of us. And the reason I say he's fucking afraid of us is because he keeps refusing and telling his co-host whenever they do it, he, he lambasts them for doing it, not to name us. Either to drop the name of the other side or any outsiders. The because Voldemort. he is, and he, he is actually, and he has stated as much, he is afraid that if they name us, people will go from him to us. Which says a fucking lot, dude, doesn't it? Way to be confident th- in your, in your content. Yeah, that you think by listening to us, you're basically afraid they're gonna get red-pilled. You're trying to keep keep control of people, and you're afraid they're going to get red-pilled. Because quite a few of our listeners, our fans, are former people that hated us, including the head of our research staff. Uh, these are, we have many listeners, many fans that used to be people that hated us and then got it, and now they love us. And then the other I just realized, like, with his refusal to say <laughs> our names or name our podcast, to them we're the bye-bye man. <laughs> and, and we, however fully confident that our listeners have no desire to jump ship and listen to your crappy podcast. So you can go check them out. NTR Radio at she's lost control dot net. I encourage everybody to go there just to have a good time because you are going to laugh so hard at everything you're going to find on that site. That's a lie. It's Welcome. incredibly boring. <laughs> I said oh, at, oh. not oh, with. Okay. Um... <laughs> Uh, it is Cringe Central Station. Fucking enjoy, folks. Um, and this ties into, what I've been saying ties into the final quote on our little, uh, his, his, uh, self-worth section. He really thinks that the NTR radio contribution of ranting on their podcast and then, quote, calling you out, Cody Bear, was teaching TOS a lesson. Anubis wanting to invite himself on the podcast was his ultimate challenge to you, and since you did not reciprocate in the way he wanted, they count that as a win. In fact, on their podcast, they were actually threatening to put us in our place again, as if, like, them talking about us would destroy us. Wow. So what do you call this? (laughs) Well, what do you call this? The hand delivered (laughs) out. Because folks at NTR Radio at She'sLostControl.net Normally, when we respond to or highlight some losers, we pull back a bit. We ain't pulling back here. Yeah, welcome to the rice fields, motherfucker. (laughs) You can start picking cotton starting now. (laughs) We're gonna give you everything we got. Our most offensive, terrible, awful things we can say about you. And, well, little old me... I had a little bit of a hobby back on the Project After forums when I was a moderator there. When someone would get out of line, one of my favorite things to do was to essentially summarize to someone in a little, almost like a speech. It is a speech, I'll I'll admit it. Everything wrong about you. And present it to you in a nice little easily digestible package. So that you could just basically face how much you suck as a human being. And trust me, I know how effective this was. I watched men fall apart. 
Now, I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm some amazing destroyer of worlds. But I can at least admit I'm good at this. And I am just... I am unleashing myself. And I'm going to wait before I summarize them. Because I think I want to summarize each one of them. If you Honestly, I think me. Cody unleashes one of the weaker entries in the series. <laughs> <laughs> so I, th- I think I'm going to save that for the end. Uh, give my little summation to them as a, my gift to you. Folks at NTR Radio over at She'sLostControl.net, my little assessment of everything wrong with you as human beings, as someone that studied psychology, and as someone that fucking knows people, and knows why they suck. So, we'll be doing that at the end there. Ooh, can I briefly mention, like, how he describes us? Yes. Yes. Okay, get this. He sees us as a, and these are actual quotes, a threat a menace to civilized society, and one of the worst hate groups out there. Yes, apparently we're worse than the KKK. So his solution to all of these authoritarians is for people in fandom to people rally behind him and give him more control over the fandom to, quote, expel these cancers, these awful loser trolls. During this long rambling rant, he calls us Nazis fascists, authoritarian monsters, pearl-clutching snowflakes, butthurt virgin trolls, and communists. He also compares us to Stalin... Wait, wait, wait. How are we communists and Nazis? And pearl-clutchers, yeah. He also compares us to Stalin, Steve Shives, Hillary Clinton, and the Italian fascist party. Hey, you're throwing words out. I don't even know what half these fucking things mean. Why the Italian fascist party? Why not the Nazi party? Okay, but like, I refuse to be a pearl clutcher. He's insinuating that I have a pearl necklace, and I don't like him putting that sexual device on me. Uh, I think this is rape. It's, that's literally rape. <laughs> literally. Well, if you I, want I, one, I well, he is black, so. <laughs> that's the real reason. Where do white women at? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Time Enforcer, we're going to do that too, because the point here is to make you as mad as possible. Um, can I just say something, since we were talking about the um, the original call, quote-unquote calling out he did, I re-listened to that bit to refresh my memory, and I was really reacting oddly to when he would say Cody Bear. I was wondering where that came from, and I realized I call Cody Cody Bear as an affectionate nickname and I was reacting like he was competing with me for his affection. It's like, how dare you use that name for him? Oh, oh, oh. He knows about all the men that want to have sex with him. It keeps (laughs) happening. (laughs) He is one of them. Well, I think we should, I think we should also, that kind of segues into how lonely and pathetic he is. I think we should get into that next. Um, one of the things that I've noticed about a lot of pathetic people in Anna Twitter, um, anime podcasts and such, they tend to, uh, give away more information than they should, especially if you press them, if you keep bugging them without just diving into, you just slur, sending out insults without anything else. If you keep pressing them, they'll eventually, um, give out really embarrassing information about themselves. Time Force Anubis is no exception. It's the Chris Chan conundrum. Yeah, um, like, why are you sharing this? Okay, well, thanks for the ammo. 
Timberforcer Anubis, uh, for a long time, had never been late in his life, and it was very frustrating, and it was probably the, well, not probably, it was definitely the uh, impetus for all of his fucked up fetishes, and here is a list of them. Uh, so... <laughs> so he basically um, gave the fuck up. At one point he states, and I quote, I desperately need to get laid, and I need to do something about this, and soon. At least he admits it. So what does he decide to do about this? He decides to attend a con orgy. <laughs> Rock bottom. <laughs> As we've stated before, con orgies are basically life's game over. A con orgy is the saddest spectacle you will see. It is basically a bunch of people in a nerdy niche that are um, socially incapable, just period, just completely socially incapable, um, never going to get laid. And so they all sort of make a quid pro quo agreement. I need sex. You need sex. Let's get together and, and have the sex so that we'll have had sex. You might say that con orgies aren't just rock bottom. They're rock bottom followed up by the people's elbow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, oh it is a spectacle. But did, I, he, I, did he get his wallet stolen by a Toriel cosplayer? <laughs> <laughs> it looks like an NES. <laughs> uh, these things are, like I said, it's basically people that will never get laid agreeing to lay each other so that they will have been laid. Um, doesn't matter who with as at this point as long as it's just happened. So it's basically a bunch of desperate people getting together. You scratch my back, I scratch yours. He has now attended several of these. This is the only intimacy he gets. This is the only sex he gets is at con orgies. Sort of like Jailhouse Gay with the furries. Yeah, um, and the furries were the ones that started the con orgies, and then, like I said before, Otaku becoming the new furries, now now the anime nerds are doing it. Uh, he, he has attended so many that not only can he give people tips of which orgies to go to, because apparently there's multiple ones, um, there's orgy etiquette! <laughs> <laughs> and he's got the info! I want him to write a Victorian etiquette guide for these things. <laughs> uh, apparently, first of all, a small guys, you can't just come is to. Is the... a sign of affection, and a larger no, 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 is I wish to court you. Oh, <laughs> uh, guys, see, 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 you can't just go right into the orgy and just start a fucking. Oh. That's bad con orgy etiquette. No, see, you have to. Give me a sec. Well, what else are you going to do in orange? Give me a sec. I, it's, I gotta say this without laughing. I have to make it just come out of my mouth without stopping. Oh god, I know what's coming. Fucking, <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> Every time I'm about to say it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, okay. You have to watch some anime first to get in the mood before you can start the orgy. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is real. This is what he said. Okay. Okay. So, the, obviously, this is why you invited me to watch Asrat's toy with you. It was to get me in the mood. God no, Asteroid's toy would Asteroid's toy. I would only if I would only do that plan if my plan was. I wonder what it'd be like to complete to to com fuck a completely bone dry pussy. Like how would that feel? How would it feel to stick my dick in the Sahara Desert? 
I wonder. I, I wonder if. I wonder I if I can get her so dry. Cup. <laughs> it keeps coming. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what about you. Like, I think that checks out. Like, if I want to be turned on, I obviously watch Helsing Ultimate. <laughs> I'm. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Because I have a little something to say about this, but I'm gonna wrap that in with my little closing statements on this guy. Um. But suffice to say, he's. This is the reason. This is the real reason why he's so fetish obsessed, and he is fetish obsessed. Everything's fetishes for this guy. Everything's hentai with this guy. It's why he's fucking head honcho over at Faku, and you know that he's bitter over the fact that no one gives a fuck about Faku anymore. As soon as they Except decide to start parents. asking people from, so his yeah, he, his parents give a fuck. <laughs> has he rewired his brain to have a Pavlovian response to hentai? <laughs> Like all those con orgies now, that's the only way he can get hard anymore. <laughs> Just... And of course he has to close his eyes, because the second he opens them and sees what he's fucking, just... <laughs> he just open palm slaps family of debauchery into the VCR. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you know he's bitter, because as soon as Faku uh, started asking people for money, and everybody, everybody just, like, everybody, uh, all the fucking weebs are beaten off over at uh, E-Hentai now. Even fucking Kurt Eichenwald knows not to go to Faku. He goes to E-Hentai. When you get the milk for free. Yeah, like, no. No one wants to pay for your shit. So no one gives a fuck about Faku anymore. I haven't seen a Faku t-shirt at an anime convention in years. Everybody go, everybody, it's, it's all E-Hentai now. You're yesterday's news, Anubis. Uh, so yeah, oh, this guy is just... Yesterday's nudes. <laughs> this guy is just like, you know, you use the word degenerate as a joke a lot. This guy's full degenerate. Like, it's all sex with this guy. And if it's not sex, it's like loser animes where he can have a pretend girlfriend because the the picture starts to paint itself. This is a thoroughly, thoroughly lonely man. This is a man that is lonely, unloved. He has been forsaken by other human beings to the point where his own mother and father have cast him out. <laughs> his <laughs> own his This own isn't ordinary parents. loneliness. This is fractal loneliness. Yeah. You know, his at own this, at fucking this point, parents. Like, I would, I would like to say, like, I make a lot of jokes about black people in this show, and they are jokes. But yeah, in I think this we case, should. I, I think we're like gonna because to... there's there's gonna be real quick. There's gonna be a lot of new people listening. We're like we're fucking pole tier shit posters, okay? This what that's the kind of humor we like. We like to be just say offensive, crazy shit. Yep. If you think that we're legitimately being racist when we do this stuff, you're a profoundly stupid human being. Also, okay, okay, I just had to get that little disclaimer because I know we're gonna get a bunch of new people that never listened to us before, <laughs> and assuming they didn't get offended and run away the first time we said nigger, a, a little disclaimer for the, yeah. the new and the stupid. Okay, go ahead, Max. Yeah. So what I wanted to say is like, like I know I'm making a lot of black people jokes and on here, but honestly, at this point, I actually want to apologize to black people for comparing them to Time Enforcer Anubis. Because while he's technically black, insofar that his skin color is dark, this is the whitest black man I have ever heard of. <laughs> he's like, like, this guy should be so pasty, he glows in the dark. He's sort of the anti-Jackson, who's the blackest white guy I know. Thank yeah. You. Yeah. It, oh, it really also... is. It really is an example. It's like with JoJo Part 7, how it switched the, the upbringings of Dio and, uh, and uh, Johnny. Like, um, one born in privilege, the other born in poverty, and, like, how, how upbringing affects you. 
Because it just goes to show that a lot of the racial stereotypes aren't actually about race. There's nothing genetic in them. Because Time Force Anubis is a black man, but he can get no pussy, not even white pussy. Um, and he is the nerdiest sounding motherfucker. He has no social skills. Meanwhile, and, and he, he was basically like surrounded by weebs and anime fans and nerds and anime clubs and all this shit. And those surroundings crafted him into this loser. With meanwhile, penises. meanwhile, our brother, our, our buddy, our brother from another mother, let's face it, Chris, aka Jackson, um, surrounded by black people to the point that he has absorbed blackness by osmosis. Um. <laughs> Which is hilarious I've, because usually the black people don't like gays very much. Yeah, and I'm and the fact white. that <laughs> you are the blackest white gay man I've ever seen. Even Milo Yiannopoulos, with all the black that he's sucked off, hasn't hasn't taken in as much black through osmosis as you have. So it really is a testament to the fact that it really is nurture and not nature you that are. that crafts what we see as racial stereotypes. You know, it's funny you bring it up fasc- my black friends, too. Because... <laughs> I find it fascin- Go ahead, Max. Uh, g- yeah, I just wanted to say I find it fascinating that so many of our listeners and or fans are either gay or black or whatever. Bisexual. We have a lot of bisexual fans. I yes. think it's funny that I want to fuck Cody. <laughs> like, they've said this. That's not me making a joke. No, they literally literally happen to have said, Cody's hot. <laughs> Watch out, Cody. Watch out, Leanne. It just keeps happening. The literal Cody bear. How much must that suck, by the way, Anubis? Have you ever had um, masses of your fans tell you that you're hot and they want to fuck you? How many of your fans have ever said, like, yeah, you're hot. No, I want to see you on camera. You're hot. How many have ever said it, Anubis? They said it to me. They said it to me quite a few times. I just bounced it out by insulting him. Gay. Yeah. <laughs> but back to what I was trying to say before, it's funny that you bring up uh, all my black friends, because I guess they'd be what Anubis uh, calls uh, Tier Zero fans. <laughs> back when I was down in Texas, I actually described some of the this portrait to them. And when I described Time Enforcer Anubis, they disowned him. <laughs> they said, no, 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 that guy, that guy ain't black. All right. He's in the what? <laughs> They revoked it. <laughs> they revoked his blackness. And these aren't like, oh, lice, you know, these were big black motherfuckers. Okay? <laughs> Let's quote MD Hero. They looked like a solar eclipse. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like, when Martha walked by, and they're a member of the God Hand forms, like. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding, every time we went to lunch, it was like nightfall. Okay, that's how black they were. <laughs> And they all thought you were a pedophile. <laughs> like, when I described, like, what you and your podcast did, they all assumed, yeah, that's a pedophile. <laughs> like, what, cartoons? What are the cartoons of? Yeah, dude, that, I think it's a pedophile. In fact, they even had a, a little song that I will probably put in the comment section when this episode drops that is Time Force Anubis. <laughs> they wrote a song about him? No. They, uh, they say song, a friend of mine was like, showed me that is Time Enforcer Anubis. Oh, okay. <laughs> the song that embodies him. I mean, we technically have the, the song, song of his people. Technically. <laughs> <laughs> 
well, what they did see see uh, races are like sort of a fantasy football team, <laughs> and so what they did they trade they traded Time Enforcer Nubus for Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, dude, I'm not kidding. They did that. I'm not even kidding. They're taking your buckets and giving it to you. I'm not making that up. That happened. You have absorbed his powers. <laughs> and of course, uh, if assuming he didn't uh, rage quit the episode, if he gets that far, he's going to assume you're lying because he has to to save himself, to save his psyche. Um, I will call but, Greg. But, 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 Greg, having known you as long as I had, Greg that, is wait, basically the Pope of Black. <laughs> oh, okay. Wait, <laughs> wait, 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 hold on, hold on. You know a big black, big black black man, and his name is Greg. Yeah. That's the funniest thing in the world to me. Man, Greg is a real-life Super Saiyan. I'll tell you later. I'll tell you later. <laughs> fucking, fucking, yo, this is Tyrone, this is D-Ray, and this is Greg. <laughs> you forgot to... Yo, man, show for Gregory. Well, Cody, we're not stereotypes, because we don't know Greg. We don't know uh, Tyrone. We have the defense. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, knowing you as long as I have, and knowing, you know, the people that you've known, I can verify. No, he's right. I, I'm pretty sure the only white people you've been exposed to for prolonged periods of time are your family and your boyfriend. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> the only reason that Tyrone isn't there you is are poor little white boy hanging out with Linkara. <laughs> Tyrone Lincoln. Watch out for those M- green M and M's, Jackson. No, no. Get Muppet Gangbang. Okay, what else do we have here? We have a mad episode. Well, I'd like to quickly interject just because I think this is the best time to. Um, you said, why does he, why do these people, oh, two things. One, you said that he has the nerdiest voice. No, he doesn't. Have you heard his co-host? No, it's well, you're right. Thank you. I mean, I gotta remember that this one guy exists, but the nerdiest in a general okay. sense. Um, the other thing is, he actually wrote an article addressing why people mention the perverse things that they're into. And he says that outside of settings where that kind of discussion is actively discouraged, professional settings are an example, basically, since general society says don't discuss these things, when there's a setting where people can discuss these things, they should be actively encouraged because they're being finally given the chance to talk. The problem that I have with this is not what he's saying. I agree with him. I think you guys agree with him. Like, you can talk about whatever you're into. <laughs> we just have the right to make fun of you. Um, but what gets me is he says... Quote, the fact that some people are made uncomfortable by the act of other people discussing preferences they might not be into is a manifestation of that same pressure that so stifles blah 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 blah. We talk about things... Sorry. We talk about things that we're into, dude, and you make fun of us. What, you're allowed to talk about Faku? Your co-host is allowed to talk about the lolis he's into or some shit? We're not allowed to express how we enjoy manime? You hypocritical you know, I'm not. We're not allowed to mention that we have a girlfriend. Oh, no. You can talk about your anime fetishes all you want, but you keep that real-life girlfriend under wraps, sir. You know, no I am joke. so sorry for being like, too damn pig disgusting. 
I can't help it. <laughs> no joke, when, when we just mentioned, oh. like, uh, at least indirectly mentioned through this, Anubis's fetishes and so on, I almost choked on my own bile. <coughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, um, where is, do, do we have a list of his fetishes here? Oh, real quick, I, I have it here. So this is a short story, but this brings up how much of a failure this man is at life in general. <clears throat> Time Enforcer got a new car because he was at a con and accelerated in reverse to get out of his parking space, but one of his wheels fell off, and he was like, just another thing to add to my daily headaches. He <laughs> lost the whole wheel. He said his car was from 95, and it just broke off, and he got stuck there. He tried to have some cosplayers help move his car out of the way because he was blocking the exit, but they had to bring in a tow truck. That all my God himself hates control. this man. He is the anti-Cody. <laughs> Like I had a I had a vehicle from around that time. It was a Jeep, and they barely last. And I my wheels never fell off. And I had that Jeep up to the last moments of its life. So what the fuck are you doing? Well, Your I mean, wheels are falling off. I had a Nissan from like the seventies. It was a stick shift. I had it driving like my brother. That thing made it up in one piece. How the fuck did your wheel fall off? And I have an old eighty eight that I use for work. And mail delivery is fucking hard on cars because you're on dirt roads like. Five, six hours a day. I've never had anything that bad happen to it. <laughs> that just... How are you so bad at driving you lose a whole fucking wheel? <laughs> All that does is like, make this, me this want to tell the... male stories. Like, like this, this wasn't the tire, Because in our understand. socialist countries, we only use public transportation. <laughs> like, li listeners, you have to understand, he didn't lose... The tire. It's not like the tire burst. His whole wheel came off, like the wheel well just dissolved. <laughs> However, I do have a driver's license, and out of all the vehicles I've driven, none of them lost a wheel, so there. <laughs> oh, if I can briefly mention, at one point he also went into this like extensive 1984 metaphor, and he compared us to the chairman of the Ministry of Truth, and apparently NTR Radio is the main <coughs> character of 1984, fighting back against the system to save everyone. And we're the system. So yes, we're leaving, leaving aside how hilarious this is, especially considering how he professes he wants control over the fandom and we don't. Has he actually read 1984? Because the ending of 1984 is probably not the best thing to allude to if you want to cast <laughs> yourself as the main character. I'm just you trying want to keep a track, vision so... of the future? Imagine manime <clears throat> stomping on your face forever. We are simultaneously communists, Nazis, and Big Brother. Yes. <laughs> All right, guys, listen. I have got to go to the bathroom. But I'm not stopping this podcast. So, while I'm uh, taking a piss, I want you all to tell the fine folks about the MAD episode. Do you have it on your notes? Of course we do. Well, yeah, you have it, but pull it up. Make sure you have it in front. Uh, which one is it in? Uh, uh, NCR 1, the time and then Control-F, a MAD episode. Yeah, the, the one under a MAD episode. So I want, you folks to t I want you to tell the folks about this while I'm out relieving myself. Oh, yeah. Oh, I see it here. Okay, so who's going to read this? You. Yeah, well, you can go ahead. After all, you've got the radio voice over there. <clears throat> okay, yeah. you, you, you do that. I'll be right back, folks. Say Renee. All right. Uh, according to our notes, the episode is titled Curb Stomping the Moe Fandom. I think it's episode 85. They have an inconsistent numbering scheme because they don't count every episode as an NTR episode. I can anyway, confirm it's 85, episode, by the way. Oh, for any, cool. If anyone wants to check it out. Choice episodes only. 
In this episode, Anubis is ranting for the whole show. The rants are broken up only when they divide the show itself into its multiple segments. The current segment I'm on is one single rant by Anubis. It's been going on for over an hour, and we're still not done. Uh, side note, folks, they have really long episodes. Like, three hours, I think, is normal for them. Yeah. I tried to do my own research. I mean, I successfully did. I listened to this episode... It, it's it's the most fucking tedious thing. He never stops talking. No, you gotta avoid dead air at all costs. <laughs> like, Andrew... Otherwise he might lose his two fans. Andrew, we, we can't ever lend you to this podcast. You'll get lost. <laughs> <laughs> I would complain about him dominating the episodes, but that kind of entails the other guy talking, and I fucking Ugh. hate him. So by all means, let Anubis dominate every fucking episode. I'm starting to think Anubis's way of podcasting is sort of like that one side joke in I Hate Fairyland after Gertrude ate the mushrooms, where she literally just said blah, 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 blah for <laughs> 37 hours. <laughs> so, back to the notes here. The rant begins with Anubis describing how a first-year volunteer for AX liked a tweet that their girlfriend made dissing Faku, saying that it was a site for perverts and sad people. Anubis went fucking ballistic. I've never heard him this upset in any of the episodes I've listened to. He was Alright, I'm back! Just interrupt the man at school. <laughs> I'm sorry, I returned. I had to relearn. Let's get to the good part. Oh, okay, get to the good part. He was on the verge of tears and got so choked up at points that his co-host tried to talk in order to prevent dead air. What a faggot. I'm sorry, did I say good part? I meant great part. <laughs> <laughs> Pussy. He doesn't like certain Moe fans because they like characters he doesn't. He has a burning hatred for any anime character that makes a crack at otaku or says they don't like otaku. He explodes at hearing that this volunteer liked the tweet, therefore indirectly attacking him because he is the main writer and manager for Faku. He calls for harassment, he calls for firing, he ranted at AX for a solid 15 minutes or so, because they didn't fire the volunteer and release an apology he felt wasn't good enough. Anti-SJW, you guys. Okay, so, here's another one. Source, um, didn't mention this part. He was ranting about, um, Anime Expo also, um, because they, the, I'm not sure if this was the same volunteer or a different volunteer, <coughs> I honestly got lost at some point, so I'll just say it's a different one. Um, this volunteer decided to crusade against um, someone who had a table. And the person who had the table was perverse in their offerings, let's say. I do Very remember this. rapey I remember, and stuff yeah. like that. But he just kept going on and on about it. I actually, I think, agree with him, um, because his point was, to, if you're a first-year volunteer, you don't get, especially if you're a first-year volunteer, you don't get to kick someone out when they're going to be in the 18-plus section anyway. Like, five-year-olds aren't wandering over there. Um, but he just kept going on. Damn, son. He, here I thought he would be mad at Anime Expo because their orgy was below standards. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't follow proper orgy etiquette. No free condoms, <laughs> zero out of ten. They showed Bebop before the thing. My dick is limp. <laughs> See, that's that's how you can tell he's not black. He doesn't even have any children to abandon. Oh my god. <laughs> 
<laughs> Wait, maybe he does, and it's like those, um, like the stories where the god or the the demon has the child who then overthrows him. Like he funneled Honestly, all of his blackness not. into this white liquid. Probably not because this is technically skipping ahead a little bit, but fuck <laughs> it. Like at least one of them did admit to having some sort of deformed penis. So you remember how we said they shouldn't share things, I and yet they do. Uh, I believe that was VZ. We'll get to him. Oh, Are God, we talking Christian or? No, like, close. Yeah, the this yeah, folks, I, if you haven't noticed, we might have found people. Sadder than Christian. I'm surprised Kiwi Farms don't have a thread about these people. Let's be honest, at this okay, look, point, Andrew. we could start one. Look, we gotta... We gotta move on. Um, tell him, because uh, you, you gotta get into the, the thing. He goes, uh, continue the Anime Expo thing, because then he gets into the Kiri no Dere oh. thing. <clears throat> Alright. That rant flowed into a rant about the shitstorm surrounding Kiri no Dere. Anubis not only believes that Kirin Odere is not a catfish, but is an actual 30-something elementary school teacher who is only making those sister-fister tweets and comments as a joke. Quote, It's a joke, everyone knew it was a joke, but apparently there are some people so triggered that they choose to ignore that and they devoted an enormous amount of time and energy to doxing and harassing this woman. They decided, since they didn't have anything better to do that day, to create and spread lies about her in order to drum up hate. They grabbed their pitchforks and torches, gathered up the hate mob, and went after her to ruin her life, end quote. Anti-SJW. <laughs> this is an anti-SJW. But it's okay when he harasses AX. <laughs> and calls for harassment and firing. Kira, for those who didn't hear about this because you have a life, um, Kira Dere was this dude that was pretending to be a woman who is unhealthily obsessed with his sister and people found out about it. Um, prominent on Anna Twitter to show you how awful Anna Twitter is. A um, lot of tweets uh, talk about how he wanted to rape his sister, fuck his sister, do all kinds of shit to his sister, even took creep shots. It turns out there really was a sister, and he took creep shots of her, um, would cover her face, at least, thank God. But curiously, whenever Kirin O'Derry would hold something to, like, cover her face, also um, was careful to make sure fingers never showed, maybe because they would be masculine fingers, um, except, uh, oops, one time uh, decided to pose with some uh, anime girl underpants, and uh, just happened to, uh-oh, bulge. Oops, girls don't have those. Whoopsie-daisy. Whoopsie-daisy. It's transphobic. I literally <laughs> can't even right now. Also, you left out the best part. He didn't just joke about raping his sister. He joked about raping his sister and then used an image from a highly graphic rape dozen to highlight. Oh, yeah. You're right. How could I forget? Silly me. You Just a prank, bro. He also claimed joke, as a semi-joke that when his sister was sleeping in his mother's room, he's like, my mom is cocking my sister away from me. Jokes, Snitterare. though. Jokes, though. At yes. least that explains why Anubis is defending him. Yeah. Careful, go, Cody. Answer is on the plane to back now. We've been hounding Ken Dairy for, I think, 20 whole minutes now. Total time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's just a prank like that uh, that woman in Minnesota who recently shot her boyfriend in the chest for a YouTube prank video <laughs> and killed he him. Just, he was just pretending to be retarded. I shouldn't laugh at that. It's horrible. No, it's you know, no, you should, because it's Darwin Awards 101. Like, yeah, this uh, this book will stop the bullet of a desert eagle fired at almost point-blank range. Yeah, it's like, on the one hand, it's horrible. On the other hand, they tried to stop a desert eagle from one foot away with an encyclopedia. You, you know what I'm picturing, like, for the YouTube video? 
for anyone who has ever watched Super Troopers, I'm picturing the scene from the shooting range. Instead of an encyclopedia, <laughs> they should have used the DVDs for the Star Wars prequels, because they're so dense. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, maybe it didn't work because they got one of those old uh, Encyclopedia Britannica CDs. <laughs> it just went through the hole in the middle. <laughs> explain that to the kid. Mommy, how did Daddy die? It was a black man. It was just a prank, bro. <laughs> um, the thing that gets me is it... <sighs> he hounded her okay. for like months to do it. Okay, whatever. We gotta stop talking about this because no. again, guys, we have so much. We have so much. Um, Cody, I'm just dropping little... hints about what Anubis should do. <laughs> <laughs> just he needs to do roll up it. it. Our, our, uh, our, our, our research guy points out, so his solution to all these authoritarians is for people in fandom to rally behind him and give him more control over the fandom to, quote, expel these cancers, these awful loser trolls. Um, there's the, the, the thing about us, the 1984. Okay. This... There, there's so much. There's so much that we have on this guy. Translations. Uh, they insist on calling all titles by their original names. They did that too. And of course, this means it's not My Hero Academia. It's Boku no Hero Academia. It's not Attack on Titan. It's Shingeki no Kyojin. It's that kind of annoying faggotry. Um, they did that too when talking about the show about the guy in Fantasyland with a cell phone. This includes genres, most anime titles, all light novels and, and visual novels. So they'll even call fucking genre names their, their Japanese name. That's why Anubis was chipping out, chimping out so bad at Funimation over Prison School. He refused to call it by its, ja he refused to call it by its uh, Japanese name because, quote, this is not Kangoku Gakuen, and I need to distance that piece of shit from the actual show. He got mad over Funimation changing the lines. Anubis went on a 15-minute rant about this prison school Gamergate line because he feels that mistranslating or altering, altering dialogue in an anime, quote, ruins the spirit and sanctity of the show. The sanctity. sanctity. The sanctity of a Japanese cartoon. Of prison school. Yeah, of prison school of all Japanese well, cartoons. Of he specifically called out the Gamergate line, but not because of their actions during the event, but because it wasn't an accurate translation and therefore ruined the integrity of the show. That's why he hates Funimation, because they'll do that to their fan service shows. Get a life. Please. Yeah. Um, also, we have on the... He has a rant about Evangelion um, that our research staff has so kindly transcribed for us. You know what I don't get? People bitching about Evangelion. It's not hard to understand this show. It, it's, in fact, unequivocally the deepest and yet easiest to understand show out there. It sounds like but, a contradiction. But still, so many people are like, uh, I don't get it. It's so fucking hard not to laugh right now. Oh, uh, I don't get it. Uh, this doesn't make any sense. Oh, uh, this isn't deep at all. If you would just sit down and watch it, or better yet, pay attention to it for five minutes, because these people must have ADHD or something not to be able to pay attention to something as straightforward as Eva, or you would get it. It's too deep. I gotta, I'm really hard not to laugh at this guy right now. Or... Oh, fuck. Stop it, Microsoft Word. What are you doing? Or, and love this one too, the old, well, I washed it and I couldn't get it at all. You went into this knowing it was... <laughs> oh, fucking hell. <laughs> 
fuck, you went into this knowing it was a smart show. Getting a show as deep as a fucking... Someone has to read it, I can't do it. Getting a show as deep as Eva, and getting a show on the first run-through are two diametrically opposed forces. And if you think for an absolute second that you can have it both ways, you are an idiot and there's no help for you. You have to watch it multiple times. I've seen it eight times and I'm still getting stuff out of it. I think that, with the show as complex as Ava, you'll get those people who will watch it and get angry or frustrated that they didn't get it, that they didn't get what everyone else got, like the show has to explain everything to them. Well then, they're stupid. They're just plain stupid and they have no business watching anime. <laughs> yes, Evangelion is, is very deep and fascinating. My favorite character is DJ Croft. <laughs> My favorite character is Flyson. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he knows not to vomit on the floor glyph. Maybe he just needs to watch Cowboy Bebop like six more times and he'll finally understand it. Maybe then he needs to watch to... JoJo ten more times and he'll finally get it because getting such a deep show on the first try is not easy and he is retarded if he thinks he can understand. Now is that ten times <laughs> per part or ten times spread across the series? God Ten damn it, I gotta, I gotta get this out. We have been saying that exact same thing as a joke for years on this show. Everything that he... That is why I've been laughing so hard. Everything that he said, almost word for word, is shit that we have said facetiously and about Evangelion. Because that was always the go-to stereotypical show for people that thought it was, that anime were, it was deep. It was always we bring up Evangelion, and that's the same shit we have said in jest. And he said it, and he meant it. I'm confused about a stance here because if it's easy to understand, like if it's so simple and accessible, how are you still getting stuff out of it eight <laughs> rewatches later? <laughs> and if it's so easy to understand, like why can't people get it? Like Except the only way to reconcile this is okay, Evangelion is really clear and simple and you can you know, you can get everything if you just watch it with an open mind, then how stupid are you that you have to rewatch it so many times? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember well, who said this. I don't, I don't know if... claimed they were getting deep meanings out of uh, Pandy and Stocking, so... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know which, if it was one of you guys who said this or somebody else in the Discord. Somebody said, no, Evangelion's not deep, it's not complex, it's just obtuse. I think it was Andrew. I think that might have been me, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 I think it was you. Like, it's it's not deep. It's not. It's very easy to understand, and that's why it sucks, because I understand it, and what it is saying is stupid. What it is doing is stupid. It is a poorly written story, because it was made by a guy who was just having a nervous breakdown, and he was just writing down his emotions on, on, into a script without any, um, without any care for the plot. He didn't care about plot, he cared about venting. And he Which was also why, a shitty writer. Yeah, it's just everything just sucked. It was a terrible show. Now, one of the reasons, folks, one of the reasons I brought Leanne on, partially because I know it just bugs him so much that she exists, and that she and I are an item, and we are a very happy couple, and I know love and affection that he never will. This bothers him. I know it bothers him, so I brought her on, because it feels so good to just, it's just petty. I know it's petty. I don't care. It's what this podcast is about. It's just us fucking having fun. I don't need to be a bigger man. Um, but part of the reason also is to address some of the stuff that we're going to bring up here. Because, see, folks, um, Time Force Anubis and his friends, 
I see. I could not have fathomed when I brought Leanne on that first episode. I could not have fathomed how well it would have worked because I brought on it just because I knew that the girlfriend thing bothered him. So I decided to do the thing that was bothering him more. It's standard trolling procedure. I never could have fathomed how effective it would be to the point where they had to start um, concocting head cannons in order to make the hurting stop. Like the fact that the guy that they hate so much has companionship and gets laid without having to go to a con orgy. Like I have a woman that I earned who I can fuck whenever I want. I don't have to wait for a convention we do days in a row, weeks, any old fucking time, and frequently. So this but bothered Cody, me so much. Cody, you're missing out on the wonderful experience of watching some Bocano Pico before <laughs> plowing some fat, pasty nerd who insists you call it a boy pussy. <laughs> oh my god. I think my dick is retreated into my torso. I mean, I can, I can do orgy that, or too. A corgi, in short. Andrew, you owe Nick an apology. <laughs> Apologize to his boyfriend. I apologize for that boy pussy plod. You bitch. So, um, so they began or, or to is sort of ass pussy. No, I don't know. I don't. No, it's still boy. It's still boy pussy. Um, they they began to spin a narrative first, and this is get this is kind of getting ahead of us, but this ties into what we're about to get into. So I'm gonna have to jump ahead. Um, first, one of them, their their most pathetic guy that we're gonna get into later. Um. Said that she looked like Elmer Fudd. Which, at least I couldn't they're even, getting creative. I, I couldn't no. even get mad at that, because clearly she does it. You could see, if anybody wants to see what she looks like, there's a photo of her on the staff page. Clearly she doesn't. I, I know she's an attractive woman. <laughs> I've seen the physical evidence. Those hips don't lie. But... Like, this, it was more baffling than anything. Like, where is they getting Elmer Fudd? Especially because the guy that said this, and we're going to get into him, looks like Elmer Fudd, so... <laughs> like, um, I think you might be mistaking her photo for your reflection in the monitor. Um, but then they began spinning a, a narrative. At first she looks like Elmer... First she's... First I'm insecure for bringing her up at all. So again, your anime fetishes are fine. The girlfriend you watched a show with is not fine to bring up. I guess you have to you hide your girlfriend in shame. Well, but well no, Cody, it's you throwing around your e-penis because you don't have anything else to you except your choices in anime. Never mind well, your pride... Well, him throwing around his... Never, never mind your pride in your drawing ability or your pride in, let's say, fighting games or your pride in anything else. No, the only reason Music. you would mention this is because of your pride in your anime choices. Well, I'm bringing it up a lot now um, because I know it affects them, so I'm probably going to get personal. Like, I'm going to start sharing some things, but the stuff I'm going to share is actually is, is going to have the opposite effect it has when they share things. Um, but I am way, doing though, it on purpose. It isn't Cody throwing around his e-penis. Very obviously, it's him throwing around his IRL penis. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, don't get well, there is started, a lot Max. This podcast is going to last for hours. Look, you don't <laughs> want to entice the gays. I know how they think. <laughs> so, and I, then just, I like, can't... all of our gay fans join this call somehow. Look, I can't control that I was born with a gift. 
You sworn of a special power. <laughs> and look, it's not even that much of a gift. You, you, it ends up just you, your underwear tears at the front, and sex takes an hour to start. They, oh wait, I have to adjust. Oh no, I Here, think it go, takes an hour to let start. Me, let me go get my Game like, Boy and wait for your like, ass. You pass out because like all the blood just leaves your head. To, to go to your head, and I have to be like, shit, I have to, like, wait for him to come back to consciousness. I'm gonna play Pokemon for a while. <sighs> Cody, you know what it's I'm gonna just, do It's just a you? pain. As for housewarming gifts, you know that sh- oh. that blue shirt that had, like, little checkboxes on it? That says, yeah. dicks and biggest kills, kills people? I'm gonna get that. <laughs> That's gonna be my housewarming gift. So, Cody... Yes. Would you would you say you use more KY jelly than a Ridley Scott production? <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way we can have sex. Uh, can I just say though, I'd like to defend myself, um both against these guys and just anyone who insults me. I'm not insulted because the thing is they're not insulting me. They're insulting a female to get to Cody. Like, they aren't... I've had one person insult me in something that was, for lack of a better term, valid, and it was some random person, I think, on 4chan, and they said I had a voice like a shrieking harpy, and I love that, and I'm so pissed I can't find it again because 4chan. Everyone else just insults my physical appearance in one way or another. And, first off, no, you're wrong. Like, the first person who did... (laughs) They were using a photo that was me, very unattractive, because it was a hot day at Oticon, and I didn't think this photo was going online. And, like, they don't critique things within my control. They don't critique my attitude, my views on anime, my sense of humor. They're just going... Your rabbit hunting skills. (laughs) One more time? (laughs) Your rabbit hunting skills. (laughs) I was thinking my editing on time skills. Like... Well, it is duck season right now instead, so... So, really, he's the one hunting me. This is, you know... Um... Oh, well, I... I, I sh- um, oh, go ahead. I thought you were done. I'm, I'm almost done. It's just... it's just, I'm more baffled... I have been baffled. I'm annoyed, not the fact that they're insulting me, but that they're not insulting me. They're using They're using... You. Thank you. That's actually a good description. They're using me as a tool to get to you. Fucking stop it. Insult me. Do it. Do it. I enjoy yeah. being insulted. Because it gets, I can interact with you then. And also, <laughs> I get a sick, sadistic sexual pleasure from it. But mostly, like, I want to be able to talk to you. But when you're like, oh, you know, she looks like Elmer Fudd. I bet she's the prettiest girl at the trailer park which was someone else not these guys like oh if people are jealous of her they have low standards like what the fuck i can't do anything about that's below my notice at that point it doesn't involve me but again uh yeah and if anybody wanted if uh, (laughs) boys now you know where my ego comes from (laughs) also brief correction i double checked it's not rabbit season or duck season it's cuck season. <laughs> <laughs> Hence this well, podcast. Well done. Um, Can we're I fix something real quick? Just on the yeah. whole DC thing? Yeah. I just feel like we need to, we need to explain them. Okay, when you guys insult somebody, 
two things. One, has to come from somewhere. Two, has to make sense. Elmer Fudd, don't make sense. Okay? And you kind of, it's hard to throw the kind of shade when you look like a diseased appear with a skin disorder. Like, look at his upper lip and try to tell me that shit is not prehensile. I, well, I think I'm going to use his, I think I'm going to use that picture of him as this uh, episode image. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think I'm going to do that. Um, oh, so yeah, now that you know where my ego comes from, because if you thought it was my taste in anime that gave me this fucking shit-eating grin and this ego, no, no, now you know, and she knows. Uh, but the, what we're getting into basically here is now they start using her to get to me, and they create this narrative like she she's ugly. Uh, well, first I'm I'm just doing it to brag. I'm insecure. Um, then it's attack on her. Now, first she's ugly. Then she's a catfish. No, she's really a guy. Um, then she just doesn't exist at all. I can't Cody follow this plot line. Boy pussy. <laughs> I can't fl- follow this plot line. This is this is like this is like some obtuse Evangelion. I want to know where you got me. Like. Did you hire me off of Fiverr? Like, hey, I'll pay you 15 bucks if you come on my podcast and pretend to be my girlfriend. No, you're me doing a voice. For you, you have the most elaborate masturbation, then. (laughs) I'm moving so fast, I'm in two places at once. The whole paying people to go on your podcast, that's the FNGR method. Instead. (laughs) Um, so, now that we've set that <clears throat> stage, let's get into this bit, where he talks about toxic masculinity in anime. Remember, he's anti-SJW. Um, and then he goes this rant that leads into, um, him still upset that I said the phrase, my girlfriend, more than once on an anime podcast. They're trying to impose a mainstream social currency on us and on other people, and weak-minded people, people with, by the way, he's talking about us, we're the there. Um, and weak-minded people, people with weak constitutions, and more apt to mindlessly follow what they say. <clears throat> Social <laughs> currency. Peer pressure is no joke. Like, we all remember how it was in middle school and high school, and some people can't take that. And that's why this relationship shaming works so well. This haha, yeah, you damn right it works well. I saw how well it works by how mad you are. By the fact that I have this to read. That's why she's here. That's why we're giving personal information about our sex lives that we otherwise would never give on this show. Because look how well it works, you loser. <clears throat> this haha I have a girlfriend shaming is only done by lying insecure individuals who need other people to feel bad about themselves in order to cover for the fact that they have the same insecurities. And another thing about the haha I have a girlfriend, it doesn't count if your girlfriend isn't a girl. It like if your girlfriend looks like Elmer Fudd, you're not fooling anyone. That was the other guy. I guess he grouped it in with the Time Force Anubis thing. That was the other dude we'll be talking about later. Oh no, they You can't play both out. <laughs> you can't play bo- you can't play both sides you can't enjoy this medium then go after p- other people in it people are going to see what you're doing and then all of your skeletons are going to come tumbling out and when everybody sees you for who you really are you're going to be the one laughed at not me oh they came tumbling out alright you're going to be the one laughed at not me they're not going to be laughing at me they're going to be laughing at you okay also he yeah, they sure. use so- the term social currency a lot and if you didn't know this term ahead of time, you would assume it means uh, perhaps something you lose, something you pay out. Um, that's not at all what it means. Social currency is a gain. Social currency is something you gain 
by going into a social grouping. It could be status, um, it could be the ability to hold a conversation, um, it could be access to a resource. But social currency is positive, so for example, um, if this is a bad example, but the gist of it is, if I go and join this social group, then I will have access to knitting patterns that I did not have access to before. Um, and they're, they're using it completely incorrectly, and they keep using it completely incorrectly, and it's one of the many irritating things when you're listening. Like, But they read so much. They're trying to impose a mainstream social currency on us. No. N no. Stop it. Stop Aaron Gaspari with Warball. Also, also, I love the logic of you can't enjoy this medium and then go after other people in it. Like, by that same token that's, like, saying, oh, what, like, you like video games? And then you're like, yeah, but I don't like this one guy because he fucked a child. It's like, what, you can't go after other people that are also fans of video games? That's not acceptable. You either have to accept everyone or you can't be part of this medium and like it. No it's wonder like, you they can't, were weirdly you have positive. To like all video games. No wonder they were weirdly neutral to positive on the Columbine shooters. They were like, "Oh man, they played video games. We can't insult them." <laughs> it's like, "Oh, it's like what you like video games, but you hate Undertale. You fucking hypocrite. You can't enjoy video games and not like Undertale." Andrew, uh, I'm actually you're a free. tier three gamer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a tier 3 gamer because I got good at Bubsy. <laughs> <laughs> um, he Which, also compared... as we all know, is the Dark Souls of the Super Nintendo. <laughs> yes. He I also mean, compared... falling damage. <laughs> he also compared us, at the other side, Anatomy Outsiders, to reporters who went after the families of Columbine shooters after the massacre. And then he says, When are you just gonna grow up? Which is hilarious. <laughs> coming from this guy. Holy shit. Stop acting like we're in school and you're the goddamn teacher. Holy shit. You're the guy that writes the essays and gives people homework on mowing. And this guy out of his will. I can't take, I can't, I can't believe how much this guy projects. Just because we're outcasts doesn't mean, oh, you admit it, doesn't mean we're gonna go all Columbine on everyone. Just, just, so just stay out of our business and keep your opinions to yourself. Holy shit, hypocrisy. We're not Charles Manson, which is gonna be even funnier when we get to one of the other guys. Yeah. And so I Later guess- Later on the, they said, we're not Charles Manson, Charles Manson had charisma. <laughs> Stop getting ahead, you're ruining reveals! Hold that shit in. And so I guess the main thread which ties all of this discussion together is, and this is great. You ready for this? This is, this is the kicker. I'm in my 30s and still having trouble with my nerd identity. So why are these people so happy? Yes, the, the guy with the, um, the guy with the happy girlfriend. No, no, he has trouble with the nerd identity. No, 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 no. They have trouble no, with the nerd identity no. and they're miserable. No, I fucking listen to this podcast, Cody. I listen to this for you. He's saying that everyone on this podcast right now has trouble with their nerd identity. I don't but have that's a nerd fucking identity. Wrong. But they're I don't, happy. I don't think but that's what he was fuck saying. Is a nerd identity. But well, first I of all, they're not happy. I will this clip down <laughs> and prove that I'm right, you fuckers. 
Do it. I can't do it now, my shit. It's like, how like, much of a sad, pathetic piece of shit do you have to be that you tie your identity to the shit that you watch? It's like, oh, I watch anime. I like anime is part of my identity. No, it's not. It's just shit you watch. Yeah. How? What? What does it say about you as a person and your depth of personality? That one of your greatest defining traits are the television shows that you choose to watch. Not who you are, not what you do, not what you believe. No. The, the Japanese, the fact you watch Japanese cartoons. I feel like if these people went to, like, an AA meeting, like, you know how everyone starts off and they're like, you know, I'm, I'm John and I'm an alcoholic and everyone responds like, hi, John. Like, they come up and be like, hi. I'm a nerd, and I'm also an alcoholic, and all the other alcoholics would just look at each other real confused. Like, this is the first thing you put on your list? What the fuck? Hi, I'm the enforcer of time <laughs> and the chronicler of the proud history of anime. <laughs> I'm a tier three fan, goddammit. He also, by the way, said um, at the, about the girlfriend thing, and his exact words were, and we're quoting, and I know, and I think all of us here can agree with me on this, but I would never agree to date someone who isn't into the same interests I am, because then I know we'll never be able to get along. <laughs> Sad sack of shit. That? that... <laughs> How shallow do you have to be? I mean, that came, the context for that one was it came from somebody who was drawing... I'm quoting it as best I remember here, really high-quality Yuri. And the guy stopped because he got a girlfriend and he felt he shouldn't be drawing this porn. Like, when he has a girlfriend, like, he thought that the girlfriend wouldn't approve of it. And I'm like, dude, I was almost with you. Like, okay, yeah, you know... I don't know, maybe it's because I'm a huge fucking girl, but I'm like, I want my significant other to share my interests. And then he had to put in the detail that was high-quality Yuri art, and I'm like, dude, you ruined well, it. Well, not even that. You don't, have to, you, don't, you don't have to share interests. You have to be compatible as people. You can get other people into your interests. You, you, can, you can introduce people to something, and if you're compatible, then they'll probably be into it to some degree, if not a large degree. You can, yeah, no, you we've can introduce this before, people. Because I remember yeah. you saying, it was you remember, you, yeah, I can speak. You specifically used the example when this previously came up that I didn't like Aqua Teen Hunger Force, and you didn't break up with me because of that. You just shrugged your shoulders you and went, eh. Well, see, if he breaks up with play. me, then all the gay guys flow in to take my place. Cody shrugged his shoulders and went tonight. <laughs> you also with also with him, it isn't like getting like someone into a show, like a regular show or anything. Like it, ha! Just realized the accidental pun. You know, like with him, it's like he wants to bust out Euphoria and the Dragon Dildos, and if someone ain't into that, then they're just not compatible. Yeah, and he's into like the sickest shit, including this this hentai Literal Euphoria. Shit. Yeah, um, he's into he, his fetishes. I think he is he the one that's into scat. No, oh, no, he's into pissing, no, and he gets and he's mad that they're scatting. Okay, yeah, no, that's the really sad guy. Okay, yeah, but this guy, he's he's oh, he loves Euphoria, which is basically the anime equivalent of the Human Centipede, but you're actually supposed to masturbate to it. And there's actually a Human Centipede thing in Euphoria. Um, and again, he just likes to wear. He, he thinks like fucking fetishes are a proud badge that you wear, and like they 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 give you power. And the more fetishes you have, the more power you have. Oh shit, I'm super powered then. I mean, uh. 
Uh, <laughs> oh, oh God! Are you? What are you hiding from me? Nothing. Just, just stay away. Just stay away from. Just stay away from the ass, and we're good. Just stay, you, you can't go in there. Okay, go for um, the ass. It's his weak point. <laughs> no, no, that is the no-go zone. That is off That limits. is the bone zone, big fella. That is the no-bone zone. No, look, you just have to say no homo. No. That is the no-bone no zone. We, we, don't, we don't celebrate International Women's Day in this house. Listen. It's actually Cody's version of Samson's hair. Okay, listen. I'm going to tell you it's all. the source of his power. I'm going to tell you all about my deepest, darkest fetish, okay? Even Cody doesn't know about this oh, yet, no. okay? All yeah. I want is him to sit next to me. That shirt. I want to lounge on like a, sh- a, a a sofa or something. Okay, all of these details are important. And I want him to fan me with a palm frond and feed me bread. It's just the hottest shit ever. I can, oh, I can do this. You should have told me. That's not hard. I will get you these things. I will do this. Um, well, I assume it'll be fucking breeze. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's so much more to this guy that we could get into, but I don't want to spend the whole podcast just on him. Um, there's other details, and I guess we'll share them in the comments. I want to get into. I think it's time to let the people know why he's a menace. Yes. Okay, so this guy likes to cosplay as Zero from Code Geass. By the way, he's one of these racist Tariq Nasheed types that thinks you're not allowed to cosplay as a character whose race you don't match. Um, like, so white people can't cosplay any anime character. And this is what he believes, by the way. Um, white people can't pl- cosplay any anime character because they're not Asian. Even though he's cosplaying as Lelouch, who is white. Like, yeah, canonically, Cody, it, ma- it makes perfect sense. Remember, Lelouch was royalty, and he, he was a coward. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it come! God damn it. He is gonna be pissed when I break out my Blacker Bear cosplay in there. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, but so yeah, he he thinks we you're not like anime. Like, like I've said, like if you're gonna cosplay as a character that you're not the same race, your cosplay better be extra good because that is already a large difference. So it's just gonna highlight all the other things that are wrong and different. Um, so like if you're a black guy trying to get trying to cosplay Cloud, that that just okay wig is gonna look a lot worse than it would have on a white guy. Because you're already noticing that he's not cloud, so everything else that's not cloud is just gonna scream louder. But if you, you, you know, you got a little higher standards, but you can still do it. No, this guy thinks no, no, off limits, whitey, off limits, no, no black misties. Okay. Um, real quick, I have seen all the black Angel cosplayers. Fuck what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> you bitches um, do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. He, though, I guess it's different for him because he's tier 3, so I guess he gets special rules. So he cosplays as Zero. And he has a lovely habit that he admits proudly that he will go to to a convention. And this is why he's sad the Code Geass isn't as big as it used to be. Because he'll go up to C2 cosplayers. And he'll ask to get photos with them. And he'll try to do like little roleplay things for photos. And he will use this as a, as a chance to feel these women up. Um... He will, like, as if he's enacting Lelouch and C2 shipping poses for people to take pictures of. But in reality, he's doing it fully as an excuse to feel these women up. He even has a game plan in his mind of how he'll do it so he can get away with it so they'll let him. So these unsuspecting C2 player, cosplayers just think they're, you know, oh, it's silly rumpus 
Oh, we're just we're posing for these little fan fandom pics and not knowing this guy's a total creeper that's using this as an excuse to feel him up. Um, and the zero mask that he has is specially designed. It's a basically a two-way mirror on the front, so that it's uh, and specifically like this, so that you can't tell where his eyes are looking. Again, these are things he admits. So he's walking around in a two-way mirror helmet. Um, staring at everybody's tits like a fucking creeper, trying to get uh, photos with girl cosplayers, particularly C2 cosplayers, so he can feel them up oh. when they're posing for the photos. Okay, this segues nicely into one of his articles that I want to talk about. Um, so... Oh, just real quick. Yes. Remember that stupid cosplay is not consent campaign? And I said it was bullshit. It was bullshit, but... A broken clock is right twice a day because someone needs to tell this guy the cosplay is not consent. All right, go ahead, baby. Um, I'm actually opening the page. Um, so you guys know Code Geass. If not in depth, you know the general gist. So if I didn't know anything about the show and I asked who Cece was... How would you describe her physical appearance? Throw out some details that you think are important. Slender, boobs, generic anime Badass. hot woman form. Green. Green hair. Green hair, okay. <laughs> yeah. What are you what are you leading into? Hey, but the gist of you know, slender, pale, green hair. Mm-hmm. He does yeah. probably smells like pizza. <laughs> <laughs> he does not mention the pizza at all, okay? But he does these articles. There's only, like, three or four that I've seen. I think it's only, like, you know, four or five. But they're, um... I'm probably gonna say this so wrong. Uh, personnel reconnaissance. And then, because he has the Moe militarism theme, um, and that's when he goes in-depth into a character. Usually, I think, always a Moe character. And describes them and why he likes them. That's fine. Physical appearance. <sighs> Cece's primarily standout feature is, as many people will point out, her butt. The rest of her frame is fairly slim. Clamps character designs at work. Her legs aren't particularly thick, and her breasts, while not particularly small, aren't particularly large either. She probably has one of the nicest rear ends I've seen on any anime character. While most of the time she has a bored, disinterested look to her face, she goes through a range of emotions, and it's generally satisfying to see her happy. No mention of the green hair. <laughs> He's too busy looking at her ass. Like, I'm sorry. Even, even having a girl... You go. Go ahead. I was saying, even having a cute girl read that really didn't tamper down how the how creepy that was. <laughs> like, that was really creepy. I felt uncomfortable. Maybe I am too heterosexual, and maybe all of my sexual desire being focused on Cody, you know, makes me uh, not notice the nuance of a cartoon character's butt. But if I'm trying to give a basic physical description, it's probably going to be she's a slim pale girl, not too well endowed, though she has a nice rear end, and she has distinctive green hair. 
that one last bullet point is really important. Now, he does seem to be going in-depth and also kind of getting the point across of how they're melee. So the physical appearance does come into play. But why would you start off with that ass? You know, I don't look at a person walking down the street and then, like, come back or walking through my mall that I work in. And I come back in and go to my coworker and go, man, that man's butt was on fire and also he doesn't have arms. There are other things that come into play faster. <laughs> so what's going to happen if he's ever robbed? And the police officer's asking him to describe the suspect. Well, his <laughs> they're, 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 you're going you're, you're to see like he goes off in the other room with the police sketch artist. Sketch artist comes back, gives it to the detective, and it's Assy McGee. <laughs> <laughs> it's a drawing of Assy McGee. Like, well, like, this guy ran away from me. Could you describe him? His ass was above average. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know his race? No, I didn't notice that. <laughs> I do know he has a very narrow urethra. <laughs> <laughs> he stole my propane tanks. <laughs> he took all the propane accessories. <laughs> I pulled out my gun and started shooting at him, and as he ran away, and he made this weird "oh" sound. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> okay, okay, folks. He threw okay, sand fellow at me. officers, we're gonna find him on the propane black market. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this um, this guy is a creeper. Um, if you yeah. ever see a zero cosplayer with the full mask. Um, and he's, like, advertising his podcast. Ladies, do not take a picture with him. He's going to ask to take a picture with you. Do not let him. Stay away. He's probably eyeing you behind that mask. Just just distance yourself. He's a fucking creep. And that word gets tossed around a lot. This dude actually is a bona fide, quantifiable creep. Just stay the fuck away. Um, in fact, I recommend, if you go on... Uh, she's lost control dot net. He has a his picture of himself on their staff page. By the way, I should point out on their staff page for the profiles, they list their fetishes. And this because is a list. Why not? Um uh there's a picture of him in his zero cosplay that he always wears. So get a good look at it so you know what he looks like. And I'm serious here. Um if you're planning to go to a lot of anime cons or you're playing a cosplay, get a good look at this guy. Or even if you're not playing a cosplay, because he'll still stare. Get a good look at this guy. Burn that zero cosplay in your mind, and then avoid him as best as you can if you're in the same con he is. Because this dude is a fucking creep. He is gonna fucking eye hump you if you walk by him, and you won't be able to tell because he's got the mask. And if he wants to take a picture with you, for God's sake, say no and get away. If you suspect it's him, just say, fuck who is for dorks. If he starts crying, it's him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> also watch your drink yeah yeah this guy really comes off like a watch your drink kind of guy um now to conclude time enforcer noob i'm gonna give sort of my summary of the guy time enforcer noob i'm gonna speak directly to you i get what this is about you're a man who, like i said never have control in your life you've always been at the bottom of the totem pole you've never even been at the the, the level above bottom you've always been rock bottom um you want you want to seize control so that you have some kind of level of elevation in your life. I get it. 
but it's never going to happen. You are never in your life going to have the influence you want. For one thing, you can't get anybody to listen to you. Do you know why? Because no one wants to hear what you have to say. You have nothing of value to say. You flaunt your authority, but no one's listening. In order to have authority, you cannot deem yourself an authority. You cannot make up a tier list and then put yourself at the top of it. You have to earn authority, which you have not and never will. I also get that you feel threatened by me. Us in general, but me specifically. Because I have what you want. I have people that listen to me. Vocal people that listen to me. You have a community of friends that has not expanded since you started this. We have a growing fan base. We're about to eclipse you on Twitter, and we've only been here just shy of a year. You've been here for how many years are we going on now? And you can't get anyone to pay attention to you. You, you feel like we're a threat. You've imposed authority, and yet here come the anime outsiders. They won't listen. And here's the part that hurts you the most. We never will, and you can't make us. You can go around saying we have to purge them from the phantom, but how? Time Enforcer Anubis. How are you going to purge us? How are you going to get rid of us? How are you planning on stopping us? There's no way you can. We're here. We're never, ever going away. Even if I, Cody Byer, quit this podcast, there's plenty of people to take my place. There's plenty of people. We have a staff now. We have only grown. And we continue to grow. We continue to grow in popularity. We continue to grow in notoriety. We continue to grow in influence. We now have fucking moles in these fucking anime companies. We're growing. You're never... And meanwhile, you have done nothing. You have gone nowhere. You are at the bottom, and you haven't even peaked to the level above the bottom. And it burns you up. And what burns you up even more is the fact that you are a pathetically lonely man. You're not just lonely in that you can't get laid, you can't get a woman, you never will, because you're creep. Any woman that even get, gets interest in you, because you're not a bad-looking guy, you're a kind of a normal-looking guy, you're not your co-hosts, you're decent-looking, you could maybe get a woman, like, interested, but the minute she gets to know you, you have gone so far with your fetishes, you have gone so far into the arms of the things that you think leave your loneliness when clearly they don't, that the minute she gets close to you, she will run. She will bolt. No matter what woman you might get, even a nerdy woman is going to see how far into the shit you're, you are and what shit you're into. And she is going, even if she tolerates in the beginning, she will become increasingly uncomfortable until she eventually runs away. But here's the thing that really I know hurts. You've gotten laid. But you gave up to do it. You took the game over route, because the con orgy is game over. If anybody actually tried to videotape what goes on in a con orgy, like a fucking creepypasta Slenderman video where, oh, after the fact, the, the, the video footage was altered, you will find that there's no sound. You're like, what, is it broken? I could have sworn I had the rec sound recorder on. And then as you're panning over all these hideous people fucking each other, and I guarantee they're doing, like, up against all the walls in the corners so they don't see or hear anybody else, and they're phasing out everybody else in the room... You will hear this noise come through the camera speakers. Beep, beep, 
And then the words game over slide in the center of the screen. This is what you had to do to get laid, because you could not do it. Meanwhile, here comes a guy spitting on your worldview, spitting on the authority that you claim to have, bucking all of your rules that you created for other people that no one listens to. And to make matters worse, I have a significant other. I'm getting laid. I didn't have to give up. I was able to actually acquire another human being that wants to be in my presence. Several of them. I have friends. The Enemy Outsiders is staffed entirely by a group of friends. We are all a circle jerk over here. You don't have that. You're one co-host even less so. But you don't have that. And I know it hurts you. I know it burns you up. We didn't even get into your fucking um, business ideas. We should have. But we have to move on. Um, the fact that you will go so far to buy a 3D printer so you can start making anime butts to sell online and scent them like farts and fucking make anime butt glade plugins. These are all real things he wants to do, by the way. It's not a joke. Anime butt glade plugins that smell like farts. The minute any woman hears this, they're going to run for the hills. Don't forget the crayons. Yeah, and you have like, uh, creepy crayons they're like oh this one's white with red swirls it's it's cum mixed with virgin blood like we got a hentai line of crayons he really made these because at the end of the day you can you can dive into all these fetishes and debauchery and 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 all that shit you want but you know what you're never going to get from all that you know what the hentai is never going to give you you know what the 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 ona holes, the sex toys, the con orgies. You know what they will never give you, Time Enforcer Nova? You will never have that moment where you where you are lying there watching anime with a woman who wants to watch it with you. Not you didn't convince her. You both mutually enjoy this and are watching it, and you're lying there with a pair of tits as your pillow. You will never know this. You will never know what it's like. To, ha- to have a better night's sleep because you have your companion sleeping next to you. You will never know what it's like for a mundane task, like a trip to the grocery store, to be made into a fun event simply because you have your companion with you and their very presence is a pick-me-up. You will never know what it's like to look into the eyes of someone who trusts you so com- so completely then you could see it in their eyes. Someone that values you so completely, you could see it in their eyes when they look into your eyes. You will never know what that feels like. You will never know what it feels like to curl up into the arms of one of your best friends to the point where you don't even need to be doing anything. You will find you just laid there together for hours. You will never know this. All the hentai in the world will not give you this. All the Faku articles on why Moe is great will never give you this. All the con orgies in the world will never give you this. You will never know what that's like. And it's all on you. The choices you've made and the person you've decided to be. So you go ahead and try to get what little bit of touching a woman you can at cons. Meanwhile, the rest of us, because pretty much everybody in this podcast is in a relationship one way or another. The rest of us don't need to do that. We don't need to formulate a plan in our mind 
in order to be able to touch a woman for a brief moment. If I so choose, I can just have a handful of breasts for as long as I choose. Because I'm not you. So my question to you, before we move on to the next person, is where the fuck did your tier three get you, asshole? So anyway, MK two is his oh, no, no, he's friend last. of his he is last. high school, who calls people no, 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 at no, no, no. ANN lookouts no, and looks up people. No, 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 Leanne, Leanne, he's last. We have to save him last. Why is he last? VZ- because we have to save the best for last. No. No, he is last. I am putting my foot down on that one. Ducky, he needs to be last. <laughs> okay, we're talking about K gods. I need him to be last. I fucking talk Ducky. about K gods. I don't either, but I need Easy to be last. He needs to be last. He's my favorite. K gods is the um. Now all three of these guys are immensely sad, but K gods, he's less sad than his counterparts. But and but considering how bad he is, that's saying something. But he's notable, and he's the most proactive in, I guess, um, spreading sad. <clears throat> he writes fetish fan fiction, including fan fiction of himself um, with a harem of his favorite anime girls. And he, like, beats up on trolls in his fan fiction and then goes... It's like Sonichu. It's fucking fan fiction Sonichu. Wait, I thought that was VZ, absolutely... VZ who wrote the fan fiction. I, am I wrong? It's K-Gods, right? I think it's VZ. Uh... I don't remember, because Chaos is the one I paid the least amount of attention. No, see, K-Gods is the one who apparently <coughs> bought a book on sex at his last con and takes advice from it. And, quote, he mentions wanting to try out using A1 as lube because it's in the book. Oh, right, that's stupid shit. Yeah, yeah this guy, this guy, um, yeah, I remember this guy now. This is the dude... He is basically He's the, the dude who got fired for him. looking at porn instead of doing his job. Oh yeah. Um, also, he um, he he quotes, likes, and retweets his own tweets, and not like sometimes you retweet your own tweet to to pull it back up. Like, hey, remember? In case you missed it, here's this. Um, no, he just does it, and he likes his own tweets. Um, this was a message from our um, our our research, our head research guy. Also, Anubis, K-Gods, a little word of advice for you. If you watch and enjoy a hentai as fucked up as Euphoria, do not go seek out the sole gal who worked on it and attend any panel she has. If you do, do not ask her if she enjoyed or even got off to the human centipede scene. It's going to be very obvious that she does not get off to synchronized shitting like you disgusting fucks do. (laughs) Most people do not enjoy graphic rape and executions in their porn, in case you guys weren't aware. Um, uh, He's into a lot of despicable shit. A lot of fetish. I think no. The other guy is VZ has the most fetishes. Um, he never finished high school. He got fired for looking at porn instead of doing his job, like we mentioned before. This is a quote from him. Yeah, Jim was great because when you got random boners doing jumping jacks, it still wasn't funny, but you had an excuse. You know, when you're in lunch, you're in the cafeteria and you're stuck up against a, the wall at your own table. Yes, yes. Even I was normal at some point. I remember all those crazy zero tolerance policies that came out because of that, Columbine. Like, that's how I eventually got kicked out. Like, I threw a chair at somebody. I threw the chair at his head, and he went down, and I got into a fight with him, and that was the last straw. So I guess what they that's true what they say about retards having super strength. <laughs> um, 
this is also a message from our research guy. K-Gods seem to, to um, affect our research, our, our head research guy the most. Because um, he has the most, like, just statements at this guy. I think he made, I think he made him the most mad. <clears throat> Quick side note, if you go to an airport and the TSA starts laughing at your boob mouse pad, take that to the grave. <laughs> um, okay there are layers of mistakes here one you bought a boom mouse pad two you tried to take it through airport security three you volunteered that information online <laughs> what was he um, doing where it needed to be in his carry-on like, okay, maybe he only went with carry-on, but if you had check luggage, like, dude. Look, what if he got horny? You don't need point? the opi that much. Just saying. Uh, <clears throat> uh, I feel bad for anyone who tried to use the bathroom on the same plane as him. <laughs> um, let me go through this. I, I like this. I like this one. This is a very minor point, but just funny to me, considering how much these people play themselves up as experts on anime and hentai. Like someone said, Madhouse makes anime for nobody. And then it's like, do these people even make doujins of these shows, i.e. Marvel superheroes? No, and that's why they're never getting my money. The funny thing about this is, I looked it up, and they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like there are X-Men doshins. Uh, uh this is just general stuff about NTR that was also in K. Yeah, there wasn't as much to say about K Gods, which is why we're doing him second. Just a sad douchebag. No one <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, he's 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 just sort of the um like the sad pathetic sidekick. But he's not as pathetic as the other two and that kind of makes him pathetic in, okay. in in comparison. Like he he he's just he's the he's the toady of the three. He's the Best <coughs> one. Yeah. Uh, he also got shadow banned on Twitter for mass posting lowly porn and got pissed about it. Yeah. Oh, you should probably mention the where they uh, <laughs> stopped talking to ANN and Colony Drop because they shouldn't talk to Astro Soul or something. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just real brief. They used to be buddies with Colony Drop and Anime News Network, and then um, got into a bitch fight and uh, cut off all ties because they shat on Astro's toy. And I think it's funny because uh, just kind of going into how insignificant uh, Time Force Renubis is, despite his own beliefs in his mind, when uh, when we insulted uh, Flowers of Evil, Akunohana, we did an episode on making fun of it, Zach Birchie lost his fucking mind. Um, Zach Birchie became so obsessed with us, this, when we because we were on AC, A3K at the time, Zach Birchie became so obsessed with us, and Zach Birchie, for those of you with a life, is the head guy over at the head editor or whatever over at Anime News Network. Um, he became so obsessed with it that Sean Russell, the guy that runs Anime 3000, had to step in and fucking put a stop to it. When uh, Time Enforcer Anubis tried to feud with Zach Birchie, Zach Birchie just told him to fuck off and then forgot about him. Oh, man. Uh, he still tries to bring up Zach Birchie a lot and act like they're feuding, but uh, I don't think Zach Birchie remembers his name anymore. So there's not, so yeah, K God's not as much to say. He's just, he's just a generically sad pervert. <clears throat> but though it is it fucking hilarious. Good, it was a kind of good rant though that they had about us. Oh yeah, the Arab. What they say, thing. and I quote here. Oh. Okay. You know, we sure have a lot of whiners in our fandom and our culture in general. But in Japan, Japan doesn't care about whiners. They don't care about any of your individual problems, and I think we need to incorporate that into our society. 
Yeah, especially stuff that doesn't concern you. Yeah, like the people who will whine about stuff they have no control over. As I get older, I get less and less tolerant of these whiners. Either you stop whining and adapt, or we as a society are going to leave you behind. Like recently, I've been seeing certain people whining about other people watching and enjoying shows they don't like, oh god, the hypocrisy, and haven't watched. Like you don't have any control over it, so keep your opinions to yourself. Incidentally, I do love the fact that they're holding up Japan as the shining beacon of whatever, considering that people like them, if anything, are despised even more in Japan than they are here. Yeah, otaku is not is not a badge of honor in Japan. <laughs> oh, also this shit here. And fourth, if we're autistic, pathetic otaku, why are you obsessing over us so much, huh? Oh, oh yeah, I want to bring that up. There Real yeah. quick. There's this group, okay. not even just a single collection of people, but a large demographic that thinks it's okay to laugh at other otaku and say they're autistic and virgins and have no life when they spend large amounts of time focusing on those very people. And it's not just some nobody anime fans. We're being targeted too. They spend large amounts so, of yes, time and energy. So yes, nobody anime fans. Yeah. They spend large amounts of time going, of time and energy going through bios, screenshotting, quoting things we said. Yeah, because that takes time. Like, five seconds. Mm. They're giant hypocrites. If we're so pathetic, what does that make you? Allow me to answer that better than you. Mm. <laughs> Here's the thing. I want to address this, even though they've probably rage quit the podcast long ago. They're going to... I already know what they're going to do. They're going to... Um, in order to elevate themselves, because this episode is going to hurt their ego. So they're going to, A, ignore it, because listening to it would hurt. Uh, B, they're going to try to fabricate a new narrative in their mind to save themselves. It's it's uh, I don't remember the term for it, but there is a term for it. Um, it's a psychological term for it. Uh, basically, you in order to preserve your own ego, because losing ego is an absolute crushing blow and can lead to suicide. So the the brain above all else will attempt to preserve the ego. Um, in order to preserve it, they will they will rewrite history, rewrite the present, create a new narrative to to view the world through in order to adjust and maintain the ego. Um, or they could just admit they were wrong and change, try to better themselves, and that will also preserve the ego. Uh, but that's not what people like this do. So they're going to say we obsess, because by doing that, it elevates them. They are an object to be obsessed over, which <laughs> elevates them. Um, I don't think you know what obsessed means. Ob this, ob that's like saying anybody that posts at the Andrew Dobson forum at Kiwi Farms is obsessed with Andrew Dobson. Some of them are. But general, no. What this is, is a phenomenon that's been around since the internet fucking began. You're a fucking lol cow. We are milking you for entertainment. We are highlighting you as a spectacle for our audience. That's why we're doing an episode on you, because you were so awful, our audience should know. This, this is, is not an, this is not a hobby. Okay. Yeah, no, I was just saying, like, this is effectively, like, a hobby. Like, us just, like, screenshotting something ridiculous we just saw, something that isn't some pursuit that we spend 24-7, 365 on. Unless it's just like, oh, hey, I'm going through Twitter, oh, I saw this retarded thing, I'm going to retreat it, or I'm going to make, like, a screenshot. Or, hey, guys, I heard this guy said this, that's just funny, haha. -ha. That's it. Yeah. That's all I mean, we do. No, see, we, we are the losers, unlike the people who live in fear of a certain shitty podcast, <laughs> as they call us. <laughs> Yeah. See, like we I obsess like over Cody, in the morning. so I think on the AO forums, I'm going to make a thread just devoted to him, and I encourage Absolutely. you all Absolutely, please to do. Yes. Oh, I'm actually going to be making a thread now. 
<laughs> like when I get up in the morning, I don't think it's like, oh man, goddamn, I am so angry. I hate the fact that Time Enforcer Anubis is so much better than me. I can't stop thinking about him. He's so amazing, and I'm not. I'm so angry about this. It's like, no, it's like, outside of the podcast that we're currently recording right now, most of the time I actually forgot he existed. Yeah, he, he like, came back I, into I her mind even... when, because uh, we forgot he existed for a while, and he came back in her mind when our research guy said, hey, you're never going to believe this, and we found out that we went, we were too soft on him last time, because it turns out he and his buddies are human pond scum. Yeah. That's not See, fair. And then we spend, like, a bit of time <laughs> laughing at them. Yeah. See, you keep saying that we're angry, but again, that's projection, because... Only one party of the two of us is laughing. And it's not you when you're going on a 15-minute rampage yelling. Only one party here has had trouble repeating things you've said without laughing. Angry people tend not to laugh. Laughter is generally a sign of joy. Unless it's forced. <laughs> yeah. But trust me, there's no we don't need to force any laughter. You just have a way of bringing it out of us. Not to mention you can tell when someone's forcing laughter. Yeah. You, you, Actually, speaking of laughter, there's this other beautiful passage I want to bring up. Right. Even the smartest of anime I found to be just entry-level pitch. I mean, just look at Pandy and Stocking. I sure learned a lot. In Galco-chan, I learned a lot. Yeah, that actually was educational. Got to learn all about female bodily functions. That... <laughs> and then they start... That fucking bit was from when they were insult. Okay, okay. This made me mad yeah. because it was hypocritical. Not mad mad. Mad's a little too strong. More annoyed. Because I like people to keep their opinions straight. In that episode, what they were saying was... For me, moe is fluff. Moe is something I enjoy to let go of the stress of a day. And then they were insulting people like us who go for um, anime for intellectual stimulation um, and gratification. And they were making fun of people like us and saying, that's why they were saying the I read. They were saying we go to anime, we go to moe anime to turn our brains off. And then when we want to think about things, we go to books. So, that's part one. So, you know, a part of my response to that was going, wait, so you can't go to books for your fluff and your anime for your intellectually stimulating things? Like, I can't be a big fan of, like, teen romance novels and then also a big fan of well-written anime. But the other thing was that they were insulting people and saying they take anime way too seriously. And that's hilarious. <laughs> because also they were saying, let's say, they take moe way too seriously. Okay? And then there's one of my favorite quotes from Time Enforcer Anubis. And it was an article entitled, The Lack of Empathy in the Anti-Moe Brigade. Okay. <laughs> They look at someone who's in love with a moe girl, and rather than being happy that person's found a way to be happy, they can only see their own perspective. It's weird. Found a way to be happy. That tells everything, doesn't it? They don't do it themselves, so anyone who does do it must have something wrong with them. That's the anti-moe brigade's mindset. 
Moe helps people cope with loneliness. It's helped me out of, <laughs> out of depressive states on more than one occasion. I oh, that just reminds me. No, 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 sorry. It, oh, when you're done, I gotta I gotta tell people about something hilarious from a fourth. Because it gets better. Okay, y'all need to be Self-medicating quiet. Self-medicating with lucky stars. Y'all need to be quiet because <laughs> oh, I need I to get through the rest yet. of this. It's helped me out of depressive states on more than one occasion. I'm willing to bet money that it saved people from suicide. <laughs> it's compelling. Well, it's moving. It's powerful. <laughs> it can legitimately affect people's lives, and people need to understand that before writing off as just dumb, pandering entertainment. Cody Kaon has saved people from suicide, and it's a compelling, moving, and powerful story. Kaon. Honestly, if the only thing that's keeping you from suicide is more shows, then you should probably just fucking pull the trigger. And even going from this, I won't quote from the articles, but he's talked about what Moe is. And a lot of the time he says, it's just an aesthetic, it's just a type of character. So, you know, uh-huh. the girl who's cute and endearing and innocent saves people from an from suicide. What the fuck, dude? I'll say that lightly. But what the you know, fuck? You know dude? what's you know what's better than Moe? Like maybe like real women because you can talk to real life women that are also cute. Like, that's a thing that exists. Yes. You know. I dare say they're also, I dare say they're cuter because not only are they real and have uh, you know if you're talking to one that's worth your time depth. Um, they don't have these annoying squeaky voices and giant saucer eyes, and yeah, I was about to say. And they have you know yes, noses and you know facial feet. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> oh yeah, she can do. She could do. She could do the anime thing too. <laughs> anyway, to continue the quote, here they say about us. I mean, what do these people even do in their spare time? Drink? Yes. I mean, I do, but that's a different story. <laughs> Yeah, and we have nothing against people who do drink, but the problem comes about when you enter the fandom and start imposing your values on other members of the fandom, oh, the hypocrisy, on other aspects of the fandom that you don't have control of and should never have control of. Because he should have control. You you can't do the thing, only he's allowed to do the thing. When you start doing the thing, you're threatening his control that he likes to pretend he has. And that's, that's no, we all see what these manime people are doing. They want the fandom to only consist of like-minded individuals where freedom of expression, criticism, and thought are stamped out. It's truly horrifying. By the way, I like that he, he keeps grouping us in like these manime people. Like, you know, we're such manime people that to this day we keep bitching about the fact that there's no third season of Spice and Wolf. He'll... Because, you know, that's just the manliest show. He also groups um, everyone who doesn't care for the Moe aesthetic into, quote, the anti-Moe brigade. And the thing is, um, well, okay, at first I was like, where is he getting these, this exaggerated caricature from? Sorry about that. And I realized, like, just as this side is filled with anime dorks, that side is probably filled with anime dorks. So I realized, you know, Harf horrified there are probably people out there who are exactly what he is saying but we're not and that's the thing like i don't think anyone here is anti-moe in that the things that make a character quote unquote moe can be used well uh for example i forget who it was but 
either one of us or someone we know said that um salty and salty ray is moe that was that's yeah. me but she's not moe you know she's not kaon but she's moe we're fine with her we like her we like cc we like characters that you know are innocent or are cute when there's a purpose to it you know beyond just you know being a girlfriend standing um and here's the best part quote especially these people who i always see bitching on twitter it's like what do you do what do you do how do you have time for that i don't have time for that i have a job i have to sell these anime figurines and go to conventions what do you do yeah, like, I don't have time for that either. I do yard work around my house. My dog house weighs 10 tons. Okay. <laughs> it's not like I can afford a yard boy or anything. So I'm out there raking, pulling weeds. I don't have time to be on Twitter all the time. Oh, and yet they oh, are. Fucking do. <laughs> and they are on Twitter all the time, so I don't know where they're getting this. Yeah, Hell. not to mention they're acting like us making a few tweets or retweets takes forever. <laughs> Um, it literally like does. We, li- we do most of this shit like on a whim on the fly. Okay. I think 90% of the AO Twitter is just like shit posting in the moment. Okay, real quick. Do you remember? Please notice that he's complaining about chores. <laughs> really quick. And how like old Chris are they? Chan. Yeah. And mommy's still making them do chores at the house? Hey, real quick. Remember that uh, string of insults I made with that picture of uh, BZ? Yeah. I did that at work. I was literally unloading a trailer while I did this. <laughs> they ain't shit. Yeah, let's. Yeah, um, it it doesn't take any time. You want again? They're trying to elevate themselves. That attacking them takes effort. It really doesn't. It doesn't. A, you make it easy. B, it's like type 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 type. Press send. You know what it's like? It's super low effort with very high reward. Like if you need, yeah, really mm-hmm. shit. Like if you need any proof of how easy it is just to tweet. Look at Donald Trump. He's done more in like the the time that he's been president than any other president in this span of time, and he still has time to shit post on Twitter. Well, he's done most of his foreign policy by shit posting on Twitter, <laughs> and it fucking just works. North Korea, yeah, it fucking works. And he's more effective at it than Obama. <laughs> like by the time his presidency is done, he'll probably have made like peace in the Middle East or something <laughs> through shit posting on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, shit posting on Twitter. It's like Muhammad is kind of really weird. I read his book, Bad or Insane Guy. <laughs> <laughs> Scary. He's just going to tweet about how Muhammad didn't know how to make deals. <laughs> yes. I don't have to start holy wars. I just make. I just convince people. Uh, but anyway, we got to move on to the last guy. Oh God! Not already. <sighs> this dude, VZM, I don't even know this name, VZMK2, aka Elmer Fudd. Um, what happened okay. to VZ Mark 1? <laughs> <laughs> you only oh, want to know I'm how bad that turned out. Uh, <laughs> no. This dude is every stereotype of an autistic anime fan made flesh. Okay, I do have to rescind one thing I said about Time Force Renewables. He has one friend, this guy. This is friend from high school, and it just kind of goes Sad. to show, this is your friend from high school, this fat, uh, just comical. He is balding in his, like, early 30s, like, big old, it's not, like, shaved bald, no, like, fucking, he's got the hair of your fucking dad, the fucking horseshoe. 
Well, I find that to be insulting. My dad has much more hair. Same. Well, not not you, not your dad. Yeah, well, my dad, bitch. Mm. And not your dad, Leon. Your dad's part black. He's got a fucking he's a white dude with the curly fro going on. Which is why I get to say all the uh, anti-black uh, racial slurs because I'm technically fucking a black woman. <laughs> <laughs> that will never not. Be I mean, you're like you're a quarter. You're quarter black, so. Um, <laughs> explains the booty. Uh, <laughs> but, um, this guy, not only, again, he, called, he said that, uh, Leanne looked like Elmer Fudd, meanwhile, he looks exactly like Elmer Fudd. And has a gap tooth. A huge gap tooth. Um, I, I love Jackson's description of his voice. Uh, he sounds like he's got two dicks shoved up his nose. Oh my God. He. <laughs> He's got the voice. Uh, let me tell you uh, so, 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 something about um, uh, these anime outsiders fellows. Like, Jesus Christ. This man, so, God, I am convinced there is a God now. I am a believer. <laughs> I am hey, convinced there is a God, and I am convinced that he is an asshole. Okay. And there are well, some people, imp- there are some people he just doesn't like. From if your birth. impression is even remotely accurate, then you're actually wrong. He is not Elmer Fudd. He's Porky Pig. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. BZ looks like the composite of every villain from any Stranger Danger movie he's shown in America. (laughs) Alright, when I first saw this picture, my initial reaction was, oh my god, who kidnapped Grimace and why did they shave him? (laughs) (laughs) Someone called Ronald McDonald. His boy's missing. (laughs) This dude... And we're going to get into it. This guy is like, like I said, he's more pathetic than Time Enforcer Anubis. He's just, like I said, less... You probably still got to watch a drink around this guy, except he, you've got a chance that he might not have the guts to do it. Time Enforcer Anubis will do it. He acts, as, as as our research guy said, he acts on his fantasies. This guy... Honestly, like, you don't you don't need to watch your drink around VZ, whatever, because your parents will do it for you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because he's... Well, we'll get into that in a minute. Um, this guy... And, and, and just to kind of um, contrast uh, Time Enforcer Nubis versus normal people. Um, this is the kind of guy that Time Enforcer Nubis decided to hang out with in high school and was like his best buddy that he has on his podcast to this day. And it'll be even more pronounced... That, that factoid will be even more pronounced when we get into everything about VZ. Um... I'm pretty sure if anybody had a friend that they continued to socialize with for years and years and years, I don't think it would be this guy. This is the kind of people that repels other human beings because of that thing in the back of your head that tells you to run from danger. (laughs) Because this guy seems like the kind of guy that will molest your children. Um, Yeah, and he might. Uh, Like, and it's, it's funny, like, Going the whole comparing him to me and why he seems to, like, I'm like a danger to this faggot. My friend from middle school, that I'm still, like, one of my best friends, I've known for over uh, over a decade, is now in cybersecurity doing things. I can't even tell his, say his name on the podcast now because of the shit he's doing. <laughs> like, fucking 24 shit. Um, who's, like, has has powers over women I can't even begin to fathom. I have seen this guy get a woman's... I've seen this dude get a woman's phone number in six statements, none of them flirty. 
Three statements, three questions, six sentences, none of them a flirt, he got a phone number. This dude, okay, that's the people that, like, a normal person would say, that's my buddy since since middle school, since high school. I guarantee anyone in this podcast, I don't know your personal lives, but any of the people that you continue to associate with from high school or middle school are either cool people or, at the very least, not going to molest children. Like, Leanne, your dorkiest friend... Still, oh. I bl- still got laid. Oh. One, yeah, and wait, and no, no, I don't know wait. if my dorkiest oh, friend did. Oh no! Oh, am I thinking of the other girl? Okay, I could be wrong. I'm, I'm getting your friends mixed up. I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, I never will expect you to like them. <laughs> They're okay. Well, I, um, I knew this neo-Nazi, but he didn't molest little girls. He just punched them. <laughs> And he's not your he's not your friend from high school that you're still fucking buddies with. Like generally yeah. people that you know what I should really cut that guy out of my life. He's kind of scary. Not not for time force or new. No, this is my guy. I'm going to have him on my podcast and everything. This is my my bro, my dude. Now let's get into his bro, his dude. Oh god. VZMK2. They not only admitted to having bought every single release of Lucky Star there is, Japanese included, but he actually thought that the Japanese sabotaged the recent Funimation release. Um, of course, the guy with the unfortunate voice loves, and this is their, our research guy kind of opining, loves the voice of the little sister from Two Love Roo. He saves every picture and screenshot he can find of her. She's in elementary school, by the way. He thinks comedy is, he thinks the comedy in Two Love Roo is great, but that the show isn't raunchy enough. Can I interject here? Because I mm-hmm. know about Two Love Real. That show could be... Sh- there's, there's no comedy in that show. That show was one joke for, like, 80 chapters. Like, oh, hey, he fell into some girl's boobs. Awesome. And if that's not raunchy for him, I don't want to know what is. Well, he <laughs> apparently looks up videos of people coming on anime girl figurines. Like, he seeks this out for his own... (laughs) He seeks this out for his own enjoyment. Um, He has a fetish for not only... uh, Not only lolis, he's really into little girls, and we'll we'll expand on that a little later, but also pregnant anime girls. He loves pregnant lolis. And he also likes uh, breast and butt expansion, but it has to be done delicately with respect to the original body. The the lucky star... Um, the Lucky Star Blu-ray episode was the first one that I listened to from these guys. And one thing that hit me was not only was it really sad, um, that he was upset about goddamn Blu-ray Lucky Star thing, but when he was complaining, this was just how his co-hosts were, you know, responding. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, these are supposed to be your good friends. And when you're on when you honestly believe you're cheated, and you're giving an honest review of a product that you do not think is worth the time or the money, they should be able to muster up something else beyond uh Like at least stay you know what Oh this man, is? that sucks and that just made it sadder. This is like that geek social fallacies thing. Like, where they're all hanging out with each other, and especially hanging out with this guy, because they feel it would be impolite and intolerant to tell him to fuck off, because he's creepy and weird. Yeah. Or normal people, again, cut people like this out of their lives. 
Um, he thinks that Japanese companies conspire against Western distributors to release an inferior product so the people import the Japanese releases. Um, he believes that the Japanese license for Lucky Star sabotaged the Funimation Blu-ray release of the show, turning it from 1080p to 1080i. Um, this is a quote from him, and I'm going to attempt to do it in his voice. I, I just love, love all the incessant virgin whining about Kodomo no Jikan. Like, if it's not for you, why are you even bringing it up? If you hate the show so much, just don't watch it. But don't ruin it for the rest of us, because you say the cover, you saw the cover and got a little butthurt. <laughs> Stop ruining my pedophile jack-off show, asshole. Yeah, okay, Porky Pig. <laughs> that, that's who he is now. He is Otaku Porky Pig. Uh, I'm, is the, our, 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 I, 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 I like the lollies and. I like little girls. They make me feel so good. So my jokey bitch. This is our uh, research guy editorializing. There's something magical about a whiny virgin calling other people whiny virgins for not liking his pedo shows. I mean, earlier he was complaining about how in harem shows the protagonist, quote, never chooses the token lowly. He then went on an extended rant about how he hates people who complain when harem protagonists don't choose their favorite girl. Nigga, you just... Now who's the butter? <laughs> uh, he said... Oh, sh oh shit, I, I gotta tell him about the school. Uh, hold on, let me read this real quick. Uh... I guess I should have thought of that before considering his passionate love for anything still in elementary school, but I so just sort of brushed that off as him being a creepy nerd again. When I say chasing, I mean that he was going down the escalator while the cosplayer was going up when he saw her, and he reversed direction, trying to go up, up back up in order to chase her down to take pictures of her. He's talking about a young girl in a cosplay he likes. I think she was cosplaying that one Monogatari character that's like nine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the elementary little girl. school girl. Little girl. Yeah. yeah, cosplayer, by the way. Not a, like a full-grown cosplayer. Little girl. Little girl. Fuck little girl dresses yeah, up. He wants like, some, some cosplay. pictures to hot glue later. Mm -hmm. Here's him talking about his time in school, which just sheds a lot of light on him and Anubis after all they were in the same high school. Quote, yeah, the officials at my school always thought I was going to be a Charles Manson, but they were wrong too, because Manson had charisma and I don't. Manson could get people to do stuff for him, but I can barely talk to people. Yeah, besides, Manson wasn't even in it for the killing. He just wanted to hang out with the ladies. And don't forget, he did all of it to get that record contract. He then also admitted that the local school and police were afraid of them both snapping, going all the way back to middle school. Both him and Anubis? Yeah. That's fantastic. And he admits, he, he, he gives this information. <laughs> <laughs> This isn't us telling a joke. This is actually information that he has surrendered. Willingly. They have to be it's on like, a watch it's list. Like if, <laughs> it's like if Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold were anime dorks. <laughs> He's willingly volunteering the information that he, that he was basically on a watch list <laughs> since middle school. Just the wrong one. <laughs> and did he say something about getting caught masturbating or something? I don't know. Uh, I can't. Oh, you should tell him about the hurricane. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. Who wants to tell him about the hurricane? It's beautiful. I laughed for hours. Jackson, you tell him about where, the hurricane. Where's the hurricane part? I just had it. Where'd it go? At the top. At the top. At the top. Ah, uh, okay. So, basically, there was a hurricane going through his area, and he was supposed to clear out. But because they had, had to do that uh, episode of NTR Radio, he decided to stay, and his house broke, and he had to be pulled out of the later. The levees broke and flooded his house. Yeah. <laughs> I've been up for a while. You have to forgive me. <laughs> I'm imagining him sitting there as the water just pours in. 
through cracks in the foundation. This is fine. <laughs> All right, guys. And he's, and he's just talking about his favorite anime you, lolis. Let me tell you about... Oh, <laughs> my furniture's floating out into the street. I gotta <laughs> tell you about my important Lucky Star opinions. Well, you see, Lucky Star... <laughs> 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 oh, he was the one with the fan fiction. Oh. Yeah, he was the one that wrote the fan fiction. Yeah, yeah, the very particular kind of fan fiction. I would love to read that fucking. He's thing. a I don't big read fan this. of dark fix. He likes story. Oh, Black I'm sorry, fix. Black Fix. Um, which I guess is why he um is friends with Time Enforcer Anubis. Um, ha, Fogel. He likes. Fan fiction, okay, where the innocent and pure is corrupted. Oh, oh, what's that feeling? Oh, that's me going. <laughs> He's a big fan of Shindol, apparently. Yeah, yeah. That that's what the average Shindol fan looks like. Yeah, and acts like an Islam. Yeah, well, you'll be able to see him because we're going to make him the episode image. <laughs> yeah, like, I told you that you can only. Like, Nigger, I told you this, this shit, that you can only be a Shindol fan if you are human garbage, and see, I was yeah, right. Yeah, you proven We need correct. to set up a rotating episode image. Make it uh, a chip. <laughs> Make it that image so I can roast it again. Uh, to elaborate, Black Time is a name he has given to works which have what he has described as the erotic corruption of the pure... Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't do it in his voice. The erotic corruption of the pure. The more sweet and innocent something is, the better it is when it's broken and corrupted. That's something um, Cody, you're going to have to feed me a lot of bread in, in exchange for <laughs> that. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll do it, and I'll do it in the low voice you like. So, so who are so who are he when when you take him and Anubis together? Like who are they? Is like Porky Pig and Cock Dodger? <laughs> <laughs> You brilliant motherfucker. Um, also, we have here. Oh, there they are. He is black. <laughs> also, VZMK2 writes his own self insert fanfics using his own Mary Sue OCs who beat up all the evil online trolls before going back home to anime romantic comedy shenanigans with their harems of little girls to this fucking day. I'm going to find those later. Yeah, we should find those and like do dramatic readings and put them on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the what name he writes under, or if he still uses his actual screen name, but I'm sure they'll be hilarious. He also enjoys bre okay, the breast and ass expansion thing. Um, uh, yeah, real, real quick, real oh, quick. I think he does use his actual screen name because if you Google it, you get like his Pivx account and everything, and all of his probably stolen art. Yeah, the, oh, um, research staff did a little bit of research into his art and found a crap ton of stuff he probably traced. Or I hear the birds on the yeah, <laughs> See, see, Leanne, you're like that. You're like that Disney princess. You start sing, talking with your sing-song voice, and the birds, the birds appear. If you hold out your finger, want to land on your finger? Do it. <laughs> Do I actually need to go close the window, or is it quiet enough? You do kind of need to guess. Okay. Look, man, it. look, the birds want to chime in. Cheep, cheep, it's Cheep, cheep, yeah, you're fucking with me, right? Cheep, cheep. Nature itself has to share its opinions on this. <laughs> Those birds will get laid, unlike these guys. <laughs> you, hear, you hear that? A, a mindless animal is getting more action than you. Well, they have more of a mind than he does. <laughs> 
I'm gonna go over well, there. I guess we should know that nature's mad at them, considering what it did to his house. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna go over there, close the window, and I'll be back in a sec. Alright, um... I read this. We also said, and this is a quote here... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, there's this podcast... And you did an episode on LonelyCon. That would be us. So I listened to it, and now I want to go cry in a corner. Let's talk about us. If that made him cry, what the fuck mm-hmm. this episode going to do to him? Well, the episode, the one episode he did listen to, he skimmed because he couldn't listen to it. Um, so they'll probably won't even listen to all of this because again, they're going to skim and they're going to make up a narrative and hide from this episode and what we had to say. You leave that to me. I want to make sure <laughs> they listen to it. No mistake. <laughs> Well, I just watched that one hentai, you know, the one with the ladies versus butlers guy? Very well produced. I was so impressed, especially with the way production in hentai has been sagging these past couple years. You know, the one I'm talking about. We know it, we all know what's up, but this one, excellent production values with this great character design, very obviously a passion project, and I'm grateful for that. We needed something like this in 2017. His very strong opinions on the production it's values. 2017, people. On the production values of anime porn. Why do we still have anime porn of this low quality? It's the current year. Meet VZ. This is from the editor, the, uh, the research guy. Meet VZ's favorite character from his favorite show of the past season. She's the big boob fan service girl. She's also nine years old. Wait, hang on, Cody. You skipped over that part in between the, uh, those paragraphs. Not on my end. No. Yeah, he has a water sports fetish. Yeah, that's next. The dude's got a water sports fetish. Oh, it's different. But because, but because of that, he complains about getting doujins that also have scat. So he's looking for piss, but whenever he gets piss, he also gets shit, and he doesn't want shit, he just wants piss. Yeah, he's a classy man, you know. And then he gets pissed. Fucking nine-year-old with a big old belly go baby in there? That's fine. Some Look, he's just trying to... Nah. He's nah, just maybe. trying to find some doujins of pregnant children pissing on each other. No, no, see, and it's he, because he his life is already shit. He doesn't need any extra in there. You know, the, the doo-doo ruins. He tried to watch that one, uh, double the North Star. He's like, talk about doo-doo. Ruined it completely. Didn't watch it anymore. <laughs> um, let's see here. And of course, the elementary schooler that gets molested in every scene of Monogatari is his favorite character. Um, Funny, I would think it was Shinobu. Okay, this was his response to our episode on LoliCon that we did some years back. He hadn't listened to your show in years, but is able to quote a couple of your episodes from TOS. It explains why he thought you guys were still part of A3K. He hasn't listened to us, and yet... He can, he claims we're obsessed with him, and yet he can quote a years-old episode from memory. The LoliCon episode, the Slice of Life episode, the Flowers of Evil episode, and the Hentai episodes are the ones that he listened to. He brought up the fact that Cody has a girlfriend again. Jesus, that's what the third, fourth time this episode they've done that. This is our our research guy saying this, and K Gods brought it up because he wants to use this mocking voice. You know those assholes in the forums are just like those assholes in that other podcast that we talked about earlier. Ugh, I have a girlfriend. Ugh, I can get laid. Ugh, she watches my shows with me. Ugh, you're just an autistic version loser who beats it to anime girls. Ugh, I mean all that's true. <laughs> it's asshole like that who make being an otaku hard for everyone else. And you know they're just lying anyway. Well, of course they are. But that's why they have to rub it in everyone's face. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> Le- no, Le- but... Leanne, am I lying? <laughs> am, I, am I lying when I say these things? You're never lying. Cody, stop talking to yourself, <laughs> damn it. See, what gets me is he says... um it's assholes like that who make being an otaku hard for everyone else. No, 
It's the fact that you are an incompetent person who can't act in social situations that makes being an otaku hard. AKA we have otaku. nothing to do with it. Yeah, we don't fucking make fun of you because, well... Just another you. example of the other side keeping the otaku man down. <laughs> like... Mm -hmm. Clearly, if we didn't exist, being an otaku in public would be a breeze. Everyone would accept uh, that. See, the thing is... <laughs> oh, wait. You know, Cody loves me and thinks that, ironically, I am the perfect moe girlfriend. You know, Jackson over here has, has his relationship... That is also anime based. I guess I mean, not anime based, but so sad looking at us. But like that, it just you know saps their energy just to exist. It's it's rather. But like how how hard is that for them that we're this peep these people keeping them down? They hate so much that 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 we're like just constantly in the back of their mind, and we have what they want. Because, like, okay, let's just go around the room here, okay? We've got, I've, I've already talked about my relationship a bit, and also the fact that I have uh, this cute girl that likes anime that lets me sit with, with my head resting in her boobs while I watch Bacchano. You've not lived till you've had Titty Pillow Bacchano, okay? <laughs> That's like an FGB, uh, FGB segment. <laughs> titty Pillow Bacchano! Um... <laughs> <laughs> Titty Pillow Bacchano is wonderful. I highly recommend it. Jackson, um, you, and, I don't know what you're Well, not only that, is, not only that, you're, you're getting a little ahead of me because there's one other thing I want to add to that just to make it hurt more because it's the whole reason I'm bragging right now is because I know it fucking works on these people. Honey, do the thing. No, don't. <laughs> Cody, I am my own person. You cannot dictate what I choose to do. I am a woman with my own agency, and if I want to talk in an exaggerated Moe anime voice, I will do it of my own accord to make losers feel sad. Fucking breeze. <laughs> always remember Happy Day. <laughs> when you are I'm feeling like, wasn't sad, Japanese, zero always remember Happy Day. Fucking breeders make me sick. And, and, and doesn't it just make it worse, guys? Because she, like... You, you bitch about how we hate on Moe and you love Moe so much, but I'm fucking a Moe girl. Like, I've, I've, I've been, you know, helping Leanne with some of her little personal, uh, she's, she's had like self-confidence issues. She's very Moe in that regard. She could do that voice. She <laughs> even has a little, a little like, a little tick noise. You know, the Moe girls have like the oogoo. You, you know what your noise is, baby. You know what I'm talking about. Yum. 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 So, the guy. That's hating on your Moe shows just to make it worse in real life is fucking a real life Moe girl. But it doesn't Kawaii. stop there. Our buddy Andrew here has a lady. <laughs> Straight Who unfortun up. Unfortunately, I can't use her to troll you because she can't be on the podcast because she's deaf. <laughs> He's dating Otherwise, a she would be here right now. Hey, I'm not I'm laughing because she's deaf. I'm sorry, laughing. The thing Max says. Like, he's dating Katawa Shoujo. <laughs> the prophecy has been fulfilled. He's dating apparently, one. Yep. Apparently that game is just dictating my life now. Because <laughs> I wouldn't be on the other side if not for it. That's the reason Cody picked me to be co-host. So do you know Misha too? <laughs> oh no. Like, no, he's... no Misha. So he's... <laughs> F 
fucking a girl from Katawa Shoujo made real. <laughs> and then Jackson's boyfriend is straight out of Yaoi. It's true. He's got, what is it, like the, he, I don't say effeminate Bill, but he's a slender he's man. He's a slender Not man. The slender man, but he's with a slender face <laughs> and giant hands. It's true. And, and, and luscious locks of girly hair. I don't say girly hair, because he's like, nah, he's into music. Hair. It's girly yeah, it's hair. Because okay. he's got, the, he's doing the hair, I'm not hair metal, but like old school rock thing with his hair. He's a big, he's a big, uh, prog rock fan. Mm. Um, so yeah. Our, our 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 gay friend is dating a for real yaoi. Uh, um, yeah, my co-host too. Is uh, Nimus made the whole big deal about how oh I can never date somebody who disagrees with me. Nick and I disagree on a lot of things. Like he does not fathom why I like shitting on people so much. <laughs> yeah, and you two are adorable together. You are like the just cutest. He's in a pod. You are. You're adorable. Um. So yeah, my our, my gay cohort here is dating a for real yaoi. My co-host is dating a for real katawa, and I'm dating a for real moe girl. Wait, shit! When did I upgrade a cohort? I'm moving up in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and Max has a kind of you know burgeoning thing going on with a girl that plays Yu-Gi-Oh with him. <laughs> By choice, he didn't like, make her. He's not like, no, I need someone to play with. Play with me. No, they, they choose to. They, they they make this choice. She doesn't have saucer eyes, but she sure has doe eyes. Yeah. <laughs> According to my mother. Derek, we are fucking what you have always dreamed of fucking. And you will never fuck. The, the, the cartoons that you dream of having a relationship with, we're fucking them. Except we're, those ones. We have... Never those ones. Those <laughs> ones send you to prison. We're not fucking those ones. We're staying away from those not ones. I but prison. I but we, what I'm saying is, yeah, we're gonna throw down a face down. <laughs> what I'm saying to NTR and, and you, you, you nerds running from your loneliness in your in your fantasies, we're fucking your fantasies. We have cucked you through dimensions. <laughs> so now that I've got just like the one Yu-Gi-Oh movie that just came out. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I, hate, I actually hate you. <laughs> All right, so let's let's get into um, his response to the Lolicon episode because VZMK2, aka Elmer Fudd, um, is really he's really upset. So we're going to go through. Um, um, this was Time Force Anubis saying. So are we still in that phase where we're going to pretend that it's okay to call people these mean, hateful, and disgusting things for their preference in cartoons? And that's when he turned to his girlfriend and uh, is I think is this a, this is this is. Uh, yeah, this is MK2, I think. And that's when he turned to his girlfriend and, 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 and this is another one of their tactics to brag about having a girlfriend. And then another one says, I think that, that was Anubis and this is, uh, MK2, VZ, whatever. I don't get the, I, I don't get those losers who have to wave their e-penis around. Like, who watches Astaroth no Amocha? Of course you have to call it that. With anyone, let alone the girlfriend. You. Uh, if they even have one, yeah, I have my doubts about that too. He made to skimming most of the episode. There came a point early on where I just couldn't take it. So I kept moving the cursor any time it became too much. What a pussy. He freaked out about Cody mentioning his girlfriend back in the Astro's Toy episode and held on to that hate for four years so that he could bring it up again in a rant against Cody flaunting the fact that he has a girlfriend. 
By the way, the way this guy acts, you think I bring up Leanne like every moment of every episode. You don't, and that eternally saddens me. <laughs> Not in the latest episode, mind you. We're still talking about the Lolicon episode. And then I'm sure if someone tabulated all the stuff we bring up on a consistent basis, Liam would rank behind the Helsing speech. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we've mentioned that speech more than her. Um, or Tollholz. And then use that to say that Leanne was not actually his girlfriend, but someone, co- that someone trying to catfish the audience into thinking Cody has a relationship with a real woman. Horse. Guys, I'm real. Do I have I to, like, oh, go onto the AMA Outsiders YouTube at am- <laughs> YouTube.com slash, no, um, and, like, hold up, like, today's newspaper and, like, write on it Cody's girlfriend? Yes. We've, take- we've taken pictures together that I've posted on Twitter. That you-, um, you You can see her picture in the staff page. If anybody is curious, her actual photo is on the staff page. And she has a different photo of herself on her Twitter profile. I bet you shocked with just all part of the deception. (laughs) you took with you. Um, Let's see. And then he went on to talk about how pathetic it is to brag about having a girlfriend because it's demeaning to people in fandom who can't get that. That's why I'm doing it! That's exactly why I'm doing it! Well, demeaning to you. That's the point. This is trolling you. Try to keep up. Not to mention that's completely contradicting itself, because it's pathetic to brag about having one, then how is it demeaning to people? Because after all, like, if you're pathetic, how would they be demeaned since they're superior to you, since they don't brag about having a girlfriend? Uh, and doing that, and doing so, is actually a sign of Cody having terrible insecurities about himself, and that he uses that to put other people down to make himself feel better. See, here's the thing, I don't have to make myself feel better, I feel great, that's why I'm such an asshole. We've gotten to... Th- I mean... Okay. I, I don't want to do this, but I have to do this. I'm sorry to our regular listeners. Okay, look at my situation. <laughs> I have... I, I, I became the popular kid in school. Because when I was really little, I used to be a dork like these guys. But then, see, I became self-aware. And it's like, I'm not going to take this shit. And I turned things around and changed things about me. And I went from the loner getting picked on to one of the popular kids. So by the time my, my I, I graduated high school, I was one of the popular kids. Like, the popular kids. Like, that, like the cartoonish, like, everybody in the school knows this group of kids and does what they say, popular kids. So I went out of high school as one of the popular kids, okay? I'm pretty goddamn good at the shit that I do, like drawing and fighting games. I was blessed with an above-average penis size. I know I'm funny. I know I have charisma. You're not funny. I, yes, You're I am. not funny. <laughs> wait, wait, hang on, hang on. Just do penis Hold on. Let me just get this done, and then I can stop doing this. Because, this look, this is kind of embarrassing to have to do this, but I have to make this point. All that, and I have a cute girlfriend that is the real-life anime girl that you've always wanted. How the fuck do I need to make myself feel better about anything relating to me by making fun of you when I have all that? This is not trying to make yourself feel better. I know that's what your mother told you about the school bullies, that they're actually just jealous or trying to make themselves feel better. No. We do this because, A, we feel fine about us. And I can speak for all of the podcast. We feel fine about us. You can tell by how much we've bragged, me especially, 
And again, listeners, I'm sorry. It just works so well on these guys, I have to. I apologize for everything that I've been doing. <laughs> I won't do it again. <laughs> unless unless there's someone else that it works on, then I'm going to do it again. <laughs> He'll do it anyway. He's trying to do it. <laughs> like, we, like, we feel fine about ourselves. We feel great about ourselves. And part of the reason we do is because we see you and we're not you. We already feel better about ourselves before we make the jokes about you. Because we see what you are and we're thankful we're not what you are. So even if something's not going so great, I mean, like, I don't have a lot of money. I'm poor as shit right now. I'd like to have more money. But when I'm thinking, you know what, I'm really pissed off about how poor I am right now, I see you. I see you as a person and the life you lead. And like, you know what, though, at least I have friends and a good woman and my parents never kicked me out. Like, I that makes me feel better about myself. I don't need to brag to feel better about myself. The bragging is because it hurts you and that's funny to me. The thing that we're doing here, this is now the entertainment. This is like after you go and watch a comedy and you walk out of the theater and quote your favorite jokes to your friends. Like, remember that part when he said this? That was great. That's this. That's this part. Like, hey, remember that time where he willingly volunteered the information that uh, his school had him on a watch list because they thought he was going to shoot up the school because of his wacky antisocial behavior? That Wasn't that fucking great? <laughs> That's this. We don't need to, to brag to feel better about ourselves. We brag because we know it affects you so much. We have the proof right here that it does. Wasn't it great when they got all pissy because they think we don't watch the stuff we criticize, then admitted that they skim our episodes? <laughs> <laughs> can't shit on something very well if you don't watch it. Yeah, that's the, we, of course we watch the shows we criticize. That's how we get a full episode's material. We... We don't and when want we, to watch these shows. When we do a relay, like Dragon Maid or Aramanga, we say it up front. Yeah. No, no, see... You see, we're just lying about See, the thing shows. is, they're afraid if they listen to the other side too closely, they'll be converted, leave their podcast, uh, and join our audience. Oh, it's like Chris Chan with a Sailor Moon poster. <laughs> <laughs> I'm straight. I Get it through your damn skulls, you damn dirty trolls. <laughs> I do not love Cody Byer secretly. I will not watch his show. Uh, um, I'm more picturing that one filthy Frank scene. Like, you know, the... Do it! Oh, Just yeah! Just fucking do it! Oh, yeah! Like, <laughs> we don't... And really... We don't need to, to do this to feel better about ourselves because we're not insecure, because we have healthy egos. My ego is unhealthy. <laughs> we're, our egos are just fine, if not too good. Your ego is too- like your penis. It's a little too large, and people want to stop hearing about it. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, I love you. I love you too. Give yourself a ducky. All the gay fans should be waiting to hear this right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I just I just realized. Fuck, I'm doing. I'm bringing up my dick to 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 fucking make them feel bad. And I just realized this is going to make my fucking gay fan problem worse. I just told all of our gay and bi fans talking about that, telling me that I'm hot, that I have a big penis on top of that. 
I think I've just compounded our. We're just gonna get because we started marking all our gay fans with like blue in uh. The, f- the fucking Discord chat. We're just it's, it's just going to turn into an Eiffel 65 song now in there. <laughs> See, I'm thinking that we should be... We, blue is the color of all of our fans. <laughs> I want to go full gay pride parade in there and just make colors for everything. Uh, because I've gone <laughs> mad with power. The other side fans are actually just the blue man group. <laughs> like... It got um, really bad. It started, I mean, it was a joke, but it honestly started because I couldn't keep track of all the gay people. <laughs> so I was like, okay, let me just, if they think this is funny, let me just label them all so it's easier for me. And then they all started making Holocaust jokes. They <laughs> Our fans do kick ass. I love the fact that we have fans that'll join the Discord under name. You know, they may have they're over there. They may have like Su- like Sukiyomi two five two or some gay shit. Our fans come in like the Discord with names like Gay and at Large and Hymen Buster. Gay and at, still at Large is probably my still at large. favorite username. I'm not gonna lie. That dude is Our awesome. Fans t- I have no idea who he Our is. F- he just appeared one day and settled in, and I love him. <laughs> Our fans kick ass. We have... Our Discord rules. It was the best thing we ever did. Just just talk with our fans, because our fans fucking rule. They're also like, better artists, our- too. Yeah. One of our oldest fans is a fucking gay Scotsman who wants Zamasu to kill him. Like, that's his <laughs> fetish. <laughs> And Who he's doesn't? awesome. And he's awesome. He fucking rules. Thomas, Our fans rule. When you hear this man, I just want you to know we all love you. <laughs> but Cody is still not inviting you to his business. It's not going to happen. No, but, yeah. You know, this is apropos of nothing, but I just realized out of all the people on this podcast, practically all of us have some form of an animal theme. <laughs> like, Cody has the bear, Ducky has the duck, I have the sheep, Andrew has the giraffe, Jackson has gay. <laughs> gay <It's> shoe bills. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, it's it's like it's like we're the Kimono friends. Fuck. Oh god. Can I hit him? No. Can, can I hit him please, Cody? No, I love it. If you if you I were in the room with him, I'd give you permission. Oh god, no. Don't nobody photoshop that. Do it. Don't even. I do will it. actually kill you because I know for a fact our one my one friend's won't do that. He already drew <laughs> Make Cody the make Cody the servo. Uh. No. Make it stop. No, he'll do it too. He Make already it drew stop fan preemptively. Art of, he already did fan art of that uh, anime girl mascot that he did. Like, oh, did he? It. Yeah, check the uh, art thread and we got this at us uh, when we're done here. Oh, oh I have to say. He's yeah, fucking ass too. Okay. I yeah, I, I, I jokingly gave us a girl mascot since like every other anime site has a girl mascot. So I just, on a whim as a joke, drew one. But and will I... she star in horrifically banal comics without any punchlines? <laughs> okay, no. But she will guest star, though, in uh, the next uh, Narita, whatever. <laughs> Look, if Crunchyroll Mascot get into Kimono Friends, we can set our sights a little higher than that. Listen, uh, all I want is at least one cosplay of our mascot. I'll do it myself if I need to. Ducky. Yeah. The monkey's, the monkey's paw curled up and now a pair of booty shorts right now. <laughs> I what have you done? listen. I am way more geeky than a ton of you guys in very specific ways. I am a huge fan of cosplay, and if you come to me and you're like, "I want to cross dress as a hot anime chick who takes no shit," I will fully support you. 
I will be there for you, man. I'm... It's like I, I did that. I did that uh, mascot as a joke, and I feel like it's going to become a thing now. It actually like is. It, I, I did it. I did it as a joke, I mean, and now I mean, it, it's a, we actually do have an anime girl mascot now. But it hell, our anime girl mascot's still cooler and can kick the shit out of any other anime girl mascot. So we got that going for us. Look, when are you going to do? There's also our spirit animal Tomoko. <laughs> Look, Cody, when are you going to do an AL comic strip where she beats up uh, anime news Mina? <laughs> He's gonna wipe a tear from his eye and 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 be happy that his little girl grew up. <laughs> just add Tanya in there kicking her. Too. <laughs> it's just it's just gonna be a that, that's our um dumb comics without a punchline. It's just gonna be a brief thing of like uh our mascot Owie. I called her. Get it? A O. Yeah. Owie. Um. Uh. Owie just uh, dumping uh crunchy roll. Crunchy Hero Hime and Anime News Nina like already beat to a pulp in the middle of the desert off the back of a pickup truck <laughs> and then saying, see you later nerds, just peeling wheels out and just leaving them for dead. <laughs> no punchline. <laughs> there you the go. Punchline is crunchy roll. See, there you go. We're just, we, we got this whole anime mascot girl in comics down. There's no punchline. It's just, look at them being them. That's the joke. So anyway, let's uh, let's finish with this guy. <coughs> um, let's see. Uh, going over this back to this thing for four four full years, he kept that Lolicon episode in his mind and was able to quote it along with others throughout the podcast. This made me think he was a hate listener to the podcast, but nope. He said at one point he hadn't listened in years, and then he recycled all that shit from memory. That's why I made the comment about fight bait. Then I found out they're friends. Keep in mind, all this stemmed not from when Cody did actually brag about Leanne and flirted with her on the Inferno Cop podcast. This whole thing came from him mentioning her while describing his experience watching Astaroth's toy. So th- this wasn't even the butthurt. This wasn't even butthurt from me bringing her on to fuck with me. This is just mentioning her existence. Four times in like a two-hour podcast, or like an hour and a half. I think maybe four or five times I mentioned her. And let's let's be charitable. Say it's the lowest I'm remembering an hour and a half, and that was enough for him to stew about it for four years. So, if I can give my, <coughs> is there anything else about this guy, or should I just give the summary of this dude? Uh, no, I don't think summary because nah, I think everything. because the the episode is like three hours long. Yeah, and it'll be four hours long. You keep up the back talk. <laughs> Boy, I'm gonna fall asleep by then. Disciplining her is my job, sir. Uh, game, boy. <laughs> I guess I do. She over here somewhere in her mouth. <laughs> so what I'm saying here, VZMK2. I get it, okay? You're 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 a failure in every sense of the word. Look, you have convinced me that God is real and that he's an asshole. And there are some people that before they are even born he goes, nah, fuck that guy. Nah, nah, nah. You know what? Just I don't, I don't like him. Fuck him. You know what? Let me, let me give him these shit jeans. Here's some shit jeans. I mean, you're fat, balding in your twenties or thirties, whatever. Severely balding. You have a gap in your teeth so large, I it looks like an open door in Shadowgate. You, you have a voice like a joke. Like, you sound like you're doing a derogatory impression of yourself. (laughs) You have every fetish that we would jokingly ascribe to someone like you. 
You're a pedophile who, by the way, admitted that he thought that grown women were, and I'm quoting, too much of a hassle. You are, in every sense of the word, pathetic. You admit yourself you have no social skills, you have no friends, you have no ability to talk to people at all. You have been under watch by people in authority because they are concerned about you that you might one day snap. Normal people, well-adjusted people, don't have these problems. No one on this podcast was ever monitored by their school for fear that they might snap. No one on this podcast ever had anyone thinking they were going to be in anything in the vein of Charles Manson. Oh, and no one in this podcast has a fucking deformed penis. <laughs> which he fucking alluded to. You're just saying none of us, like, were marred by the school, and all I'm thinking over here is, you guys just didn't try hard enough. <laughs> none of us. But we are tryhards. <laughs> none of us had these problems, because we're well-adjusted people, because that's the thing that you and Anubis need to realize. These are fucking cartoons. The only reason that we're even here, talking about them, the only reason that we at this podcast even like them, even though the 90% of it is shit, we said this before, it's because that 10% is fucking gold. We love that 10% so much, we deal with the 90%. And the reason that we deal with people like you and we mock people like you is because you drag us down with you. We can't admit in public that we watch anime. I mean, I do my what I can to take it back as a normal-looking... I mean, maybe more normal considering all the fucking gay admirers I have. <laughs> Decent-looking dude... I feel it's my obligation to, when I go out in public, proudly wear my anime merch shirts. And even then, nothing with fucking anime girls on. It's like the fucking Laughing Man logo or a fucking something, something tasteful and adult. Except for my big gaudy Mega Man shirt, but fuck you, Mega Man rules. But in general, you make it embarrassing to admit that we like anime because we get roped in with people like you and the shit that you promote. I have to constantly let people know that I believe most anime is shit. It's just that 10% is so good. I am doing my part to try to essentially help this fucking medium's reputation. Whenever I talk to people about it, I was like, I have to tell them, I mean, most of it's shit. Most of it's a big eye ugu shit, but there's some real, well-written, well-made shit in there. You, on the other hand, are the kind of people that make it embarrassing for people like us. And that's why we really don't like you. And you just make it worse... Because, as I said in a previous podcast, that you are so dumb, you saw the title and thought that we were saying that we are now furries because we said otakus are the new furries. And you think, I don't even know what you thought, that that meant we were coming out as furries or that we want to be furries? No, no the point I was, think it was, they were saying, you were comparing otaku to furries, but, and, and it was supposed to be an insult, but you're a furry, dude, you're a furry. So, the insult doesn't really work. Are they, what are they doing, the thing, because my comic has anthropomorphic characters, I'm a furry? Dude, you're yeah. a furry. Are, are, we, are we doing this thing? This, this, okay. Well, you know what? Uh, let's, 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 see, let's see that in this. If I'm a furry, so is Don Bluth. So is everybody at Warner Brothers. Um, so is everybody at Disney. So is, uh, um, who did Fritz the Cat? I forget. Fritz Freeling. So is Fritz Freeling. He's a furry. See, what gets um, me is they're fond of the people saying... Lackadaisy. Yeah, like, um, Tracy Butler, she's a furry. Um, like, okay. A person in a comment said 
that one of their friend or a couple of their friends watch, put them on the G-Con, and they're not interested in Lolicon or any of the fan service, but they were following it honestly for the story. Okay, let's Bullshit. accept that. No, work with me. Let's accept that. Why can you follow a story based around the sexualization of a young child, but not be a Lolicon? But you can't make an homage to 90s cartoons without being a furry. So yeah, go ahead, call me a furry, but then, like I said, if I'm a furry, then so is Don Bluth. And he put way bigger titties on his uh, animal girls than I ever put on mine. I I don't think... I don't think I've yet hit the level of the, 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 the bird girl from Rock Doodle or Minerva Mink. So I guess I've got a ways to go in my furry training. My favorite furry is Donald Rose. <laughs> I don't even... So yeah. Go ahead. Uh, um, so yeah, whatever. Um, the point that I'm making is you are what I was talking about in that episode. Because I saw the furries happen. I was there. I was there for the early days. When when this fandom, because it, really all it was was just people that are into anthropomorphic aesthetic the way that the anime fandom's into big-eyed, pastel-haired girls. Uh, the only difference, or at least what was the only difference, is that the furries um, got into their heads that they can't ever criticize or judge anyone. And when everybody came in with their f- wearing their fetishes on their sleeves, like, we have to be okay with this, we have to allow this, be proud of this. No judging. No judging. And look what happened to the furries. Even baby furs. Look how the furries are regarded today. It's not very highly. You... Rain furs. <laughs> and I said before, even as the furries are getting better, you guys are getting worse. So really, you have no place trying to use furry as a derogatory term for anyone, because as it stands now, the way I see it, you're worse than the furries are. I can't say ever were. You're not, you know, the the whole something awful member kid pseudo kidnapping thing, or the Minerva Mink wedding, or any of that stuff that I talked about with Riser. Or the rape. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that Zosh guy, or whatever. But you're definitely worse than the furries are now. You're as you're bigger degenerates. See, I've come to know quite a few furries, not just guys in Manor Project after, now that I'm buddies with Riser, because when you're in the webcomic scene, there's so many furries in that, that if you're talking with people that are either into webcomics or make webcomics, you're surrounded by furries. So I've <clears throat> come to meet a lot of furries. They don't wear their fetishes on their sleeves and make them as an, much of their identity as you do. I, one of the furries that I know from becoming friends with Riser does a furry porn comic and regularly draws furry porn. Apparently, he's quite well-known. He goes by Lurayo-kun. He doesn't talk about his fetishes half as much, and he draws porn for a living. And he's not as much as a creepy pervert as you are. Not even in the ballpark. The dude's relatively normal. I like to think, like, you tried to talk to him about his fetishes, and he just replied, like, Man, I do it all the day. All my days. I just want to talk about sports. <laughs> just exhausted. <laughs> that was kind of how he was, just from interacting with him. Um, he seemed to just kind of gloss over the fact that he did porn. He just wanted to talk about other things. So this guy that draws porn for a living is less of a pervert than you. Less of a degenerate than you. You're the bottom, dude. You are the rock bottom, and I'm not talking about that cool wrestling move. There is literally not a soul on this earth who is a bigger loser than you. At least Time Enforcer Anubis got pussy. Granted, it was con-orgy pussy. 
Although I don't know, I don't, I don't, I think being an incel and voluntary celibate for those who don't know, I think being an incel might be better than uh, your sexual experience being at a con orgy because, like I said, con orgy is giving up. An incel means you've you've held on to some level of dignity. Like, well, I may be uh, unable to get laid, but at least I didn't do that. Uh, so I, th- I don't know, I don't know who's worse among the two of you, but you're both the fucking bot. Uh, everything about you is a failure. Your appearance, your personality, your cadence. Even like, even if you had a shitty voice, you could still develop some kind of cadence and make it tolerable. Look at Naked Ape. His voice is terrible, but he's an excellent presenter. So you can you can deal with it. You could deal with his terrible voice because he has charisma and and uh, presence. He's gay, and he's and he's gay. Um, there's n- you have no business being on a podcast of any kind. You don't add anything. You don't contribute anything besides sad and unwanted personal information. Um, you don't belong behind a microphone. You, you have a shitty voice, uh, no charisma, shitty presentation, shitty cadence, and then you decide to turn the camera on just to compound it? It's bad enough that you're, you, you couldn't be just behind a mic. You had to show everybody, oh yeah, by the way, I'm also physically repulsive on top of everything else. So, you, you could have at least just gone mic only like K gods and hid the fact that not only do you have an awful personality, um, are you a fucking creep, um, massive pedophile, and um, your voice is a joke, but you're physically repulsive on top of that. You could have at least left that as a mystery. Now, show the world. You have no business being on a podcast. You have no business being on anything in front of an audience, which is why you don't have an audience, because no one's going to continue to watch a show where one of the co-hosts is a fucking molester and one of them is a future child molester. You're, 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 I, I use this term a lot. You're, but you really are, honest to God, a train wreck. Nothing about you is positive. I can't think of a compliment to give you. You can't even contribute anything. You don't even have any discernible talents. You do nothing, you contribute nothing, you create nothing, you, you, you don't even, you're, even your presence is, is a chore. Listening to you is a chore. You can't even be funny. You can't even crack a joke. You're just, you're just a failure of a human being who exists only to consume and die. And you will die alone. And I feel like I need to emphasize this, and this will be the last thing I say before we end it. VZMK2. Because... You did still insult the woman I love. And though your insult was... I mean, it's clearly what was going on. You were trying to... You were, it, was, it was mental um, sort of shielding yourself. It was, a, it was a protection mechanism over the fact that you are so alone and this person you so despise has what you want. So you had to make up this narrative that, it, that she was ugly and then she wasn't real and, and, and all this shit. This conspiracy of a catfish uh, con just to make yourself be able to sleep at night and not cry. I get it. I get that it was just a sad cry for help, but still, I am a man. I believe in gender roles, and I believe it is a man's duty to defend his woman. Because it is built into us through evolution, because women do carry the babies, and men are pretty much, as in, in Mother Nature's eyes, expendable. So it is our job to protect our women. And I feel like I must do that. I could just go off on you. I could, but really, God did that before I could. I can't even threaten to kick your ass, not because it would just be impotent, and there's no way we'd even meet, but what could I possibly do to you that life hasn't already? 
So instead, I will reply to you attacking the love of my life with some truths. I will, I probably shouldn't do this because this is almost a service, but I'm going to give you, I'm going to see into your future. I'm going to give you the word of the future. I'm going to look into my crystal ball and tell you what's going to happen to you unless you change your ways drastically, which you never will. Because you, you, the person you are is now set in stone. You are never going to change. You're, you are a creepy pedophile loaded with fetishes with no social skills who, who scares the shit out of everybody surrounding you. But let's say you had the option to not be that. You could avoid this, but you won't. So I'm going to do you a service as a quote-unquote thank you for insulting my woman. This is how, this is what your fate is. Let's say this is how it's all going to end for you. Because you will die alone. Because you're not going to have, like, friends at your side when you die. You're not going to make it that far. Because you, you, you're you basically a spoiled kid that made into adulthood, but, you, you know, total arrested development. You're going to eventually come down with something through your own making that you're not going to get looked at. It's going to be like Chris Chan with a fucking infected taint. You're going to eat the wrong shit. <coughs> you're going to get, like water in your lungs or some shit, and you're just going to eventually just unceremoniously, quietly die on your couch. And it will be in your apartment because you will never own a home. You will die on the couch of your apartment surrounded by junk that you can't take with you. Just a bunch of anime girl figurines and merchandise and Lucky Star DVDs and a bunch of shit that's just going to collect mold and become a home for all the bugs you attract. You will die alone on that couch, and you will remain there for days. Because you're not going to die with anybody at your side. There, You will have no family. I guarantee they avoid you. <clears throat> you will have no friends. You will have nothing. You're just going to unceremoniously drop dead, although you ought to be laying down, on your couch. No, you will be found. Because you will be in some low-rent apartments, and your neighbors will eventually start complaining of the smell coming from your apartment, at which point <coughs> the super will have to let somebody in to tell you to deal with the shit, at which point they will walk in and see you laying on the couch, dead, having been there for multiple days, at which point you will be fished out by emergency services, stored in a frozen shelf somewhere, like, like you're in a fucking filing cabinet with nobody to claim you, until you're eventually just given, chopped up and given up for research. And you will just unceremoniously get a little grave somewhere, because someone related to you will feel an obligation to give you what little bit of dignity you never had in life. That's what awaits you in your future. Because I'm psychic. We've established that on the show several times. Cole <coughs> is actually the ghost of Cuxmas past. <laughs> future of whatever. I have the crystal ball. Okay. I need a drink. My throat's okay, dry. who else wants to insult my physical appearance? Um, you look like a goose. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> Wrong waterfowl, you fuck. A coot? I can understand. A loon? I can understand. Uh, both valid guesses. A goose? I mean, you didn't go for a cormorant. Then I'd be throwing, I'd be throwing punches. Well, but the goose. Well, darling, it's it's perfect because. You know how, how I am with fighting games. Who's my favorite fighting game character? Loon. Platinum Trinity. Gus Goose. <laughs> God, no. 
baby, after this report, uh, after this podcast, you and me are going to get together. We're going to have ourselves one hell of a raging oh storm. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm more mad at. I heard that or that. <laughs> so, uh, does anybody else have anything like to add to these fine gentlemen before we end uh, our first inaugural episode of Dorktober? Nope. There is From so much forward. bullshit in the articles that I didn't even touch because I just got tired. <laughs> From this day forward, I will only refer to NTR Radio as Creepo Depot. <laughs> it's official now. That is it. I, I prefer Cuckcast. But to each his own. Max, anything to add before we go? No. Okay, well, from all of us here at the other side, I'm Cody Byer. Oh, Max Vader. I'm Andrew Erickson. I'm tired. I'm Cody Bear's girlfriend. <laughs> Saying, now give me your lunch money, nerds. Hey there, folks. If you like what we do here at Anime Outsiders and you want to show your support, head on over to the Anime Outsiders Patreon over at patreon.com slash animeoutsiders. All funds we get from the Patreon will go to the site, and we will be informing all patrons how the money is spent. Total transparency. So, again... If you like us and you want to help us build the site and expand everything that we have, go to patreon.com slash animeoutsiders and show your support.